Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Back oh. at it again. All right. Here we are. Back in the Snarf Talk studio. Back in the saddle, as they say. I can't wait for our new studio. That's all I think about. <laughs> really? That's yeah. all you think about? Our new in your entire life, that's all you think studio. about. studio. Getting it all up and running. I mean, whenever so you don't that have may the be. wonderful view of the bathroom behind me. Right. It is a nice sign, though. I'm glad you have it marked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> this is a public facility. This is a public office building. Yes, so, it is. So uh, we're a little late this week. We're one day behind. One yeah. day late. We are. And, you know, that's okay. I was anxious about it most of the day. Well, because it's because we spent uh, our big uh, news here. We spent two days at... Uh, two. Two full days at Wizard World Chicago. Yeah. We're going to have the whole, all the details about our experience at Wizard World and what an experience it was. It was an experience. But it kind of put us behind a little bit on the weekly schedule just because... Yeah. Uh, when you spend two full days ignoring your family. <laughs> right. Just complete ignoring. Like, wasn't home, didn't talk to them for two days. So, right out the gate, we're going to get into Wizard World. But I also want to mention, because I know we've met a ton of people at Wizard World that are going to be listening. And we, we were promising the video of our excursions at Wizard World. Um, that, w- that will be up. I, we told a lot of people it'd be out Thursday. We didn't get to Thursday, but it should be out we tomorrow didn't. or over the weekend at the latest. So if we interviewed you or you were in the, um, one of our interviews, um, check it out. It is coming. Yes. Subscribe to the channel. It'll be out soon. I just Please. finished cutting it. It's very it's good. It's really good. I uh, was, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I knew it was going to be, you know, a video of what we did. But I didn't know it was going to be put together as well as you did it. And yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It took an inordinate amount of time. <laughs> it sounds like it. I had to learn how to run three programs that I, I've mildly used in the past. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of frustration text. It was very to frustrating. Me, uh, for a while, you're like, this is the end of the world. Yeah. Like, I'm over this. <laughs> no video. I did get it cut together. And also, um, we had tons of footage, guys, that we couldn't use. Um, it, we ended up at a 25 minute video. I didn't want to go longer. Yeah. We have a ton more that we didn't use. There's a bunch of interviews we didn't use. So if you're, wa- if you're listening or watching this and we interviewed you and it's not in the video, They're coming. we're, we're going to release them each interview separately. Um, we're going to tag you in it and try and get um, you your own little segment, mm-hmm. which will only be like a couple minutes of each interview. Um, if we didn't have it in the main video, uh, most likely it's because the audio wasn't great. Um, we There's were, been it was a, a learning, learning curve. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a learning curve um, on our audio setup. We have a little work to do. Um, which is fine. I think I think we've got a handle on what we need to do. This was um, like a last minute thing. Like on Friday night coming home from Wizard World, we're like, wait, we should be shooting video. Yeah. And I just happened to have a bunch of the things 
that we needed. <laughs> Wait, I want to talk about that conversation because it was hilarious. So we're on our way home and talking about like, well, we need to get this type of mic or we should try this mic or we should try this thing and all of this stuff. We're just throwing out different types of products and gadgets that we need to use. And throughout this whole thing, Chris kept saying, oh, well, well, I have one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have that microphone. Well, actually, I have a better one than that. And well, yeah, I have lavalier mics that we could have little packs and you could have all these things. Every single thing we talked about, Chris had. Yeah. And then he brought a big box of gadgets the next day. Well, I have all the video equipment because <laughs> I do. We do produce videos for iTrees, right. my other business. Um, the difference is we do it, we shoot it on a camcorder. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the plugins and things that we needed to work wouldn't, would not work with iPhones. We recorded on iPhones, um, just cause so, we thought it'd be easier. So we if anything could, we need to do is just upgrade like our, uh, our little stand that we're holding the phone on so we yes. can clip a better microphone on and everything's a little more secure. Right. But again, now we know. And I've already ordered all the stuff to fix that. So <laughs> Okay. Of course you are. We should have it by Ace Comic Con, which hopefully we'll be going to in October if I'm not too busy. No, you're not going to be combining until at least November 30th. <laughs> and if we can get our <laughs> wives to agree to a second dalliance right. into but ridiculousness. this is another thing that we figured out, and we had talked to uh, some other people at the podcast or at the uh, uh, Comic Con that also have a a podcast and a show on YouTube. It's just a YouTube show, I believe. Just a YouTube show. We'll shout them out because uh, we met them. They're great. Um, Yeah, really nice Comics on YouTube. Um, If you search YouTube for Chuckload of Comics or they have a website, which I believe is chuckloadofcomics.com. Yep. Um, They were super cool. um, Very cool to talk to. Um, had a ton of information for us and hopefully we could provide a little bit of information. A little bit. (laughs) Although after watching their stuff, it seems like they're definitely ahead of us. You guys have a much better handle on the whole video portion of things and how that's put together. It's a very good job. But, Um, you know, we're in the same circle here. Absolutely. So I hope going forward we can uh, bounce some ideas off each other. They had a booth at C2E2, which we saw. Uh, yeah, we did see. And we've been wanting to do a booth. That's amazing. I don't know if there's... Um, we could figure that out in the future. We could like uh, petition the cons to like have a whole podcast area. That'd I think that would be a really good idea. But they, and they had a press I, pass. They were way ahead so of us. So that's what I was going to say is that the, the info that they had given us is that you can get a press pass um, to these cons if you qualify for it. There's a little form you got to fill out and if you qualify for a press pass you can get in and do interviews and much more um you know a lot more stuff than what we we did you know legally yeah without just like attacking people and saying hey what what are you doing <laughs> it was it was awkward at first to try to stand there and talk to people i see people on youtube do it all the time and i don't think anything of it you know they're just standing there next to another person doing an interview but when you're put in the situation and you don't know the person and you just walked up and you're like, hey, we've got a YouTube channel. I'm going to stand here and interview you and go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they've all, they all said, OK, but yeah, um, but they did some awesome interviews with like Lou Ferrigno. They did. Um, they did a little bit more professional. Yeah, style. they did great. Um, definitely check them out you know, if you like. Not a little bit, a lot of it. You do stuff, like the stuff on our podcast. You'll probably like theirs. It's Chuck Load of Comics. They talk about uh, entertainment news, pop culture news, yep. uh, comic books. Um, kind of more of a news format. Um, yeah, it's show. very, very newsy. Um, but yeah, so it was really cool to meet them. But um, they were great. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into our Comic Con 
Wizard World Chicago experience. Wizard World 2019. So this is kind of full circle for us right now. It's not the same show, Mm -hmm. but it was a Wizard World that we basically started this podcast from. Yeah. Wizard World Madison. Wizard World Madison. We were driving home, and this has been said on the podcast before, but I like to, uh, you know, reflect. And we were driving home and we're like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to put out a podcast. Well, we'd already had one or two episodes th- out. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it was our third we? episode. Because we were at the we, con, we were trying we to promote promoted the podcast, anything, but yeah. we felt weird about it because we we didn't feel like we were adequate justified enough, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing that. So that That's what it was. We, were, we didn't have like a Facebook or social media presence yet whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, that's what we were talking about is we're going to put this out to the world. Who cares what happens? It's been freaking wonderful. Anyway, we started on a... So Wizard World Chicago went Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was a long one. Um, Thursday was only open for... Half day, I think. Three hours or four hours or something. Um, Friday, we were there from, what, 11 to 7? Yeah, something like that. And then Saturday, we were there from the same thing, basically, or 10 10 o'clock till close. Yeah. Open to close. Um. Where, I don't even know where to start. Where do we start? I don't know. I mean, uh, it was just a fun, amazing show. And I'm so glad that we are learning at every step of the way here. Yeah, like we, learning about the podcast. Really. But are. learning on YouTube, which is really new to us. Mm-hmm. And then this was like our first foray into like being there promoting it, really. Yeah. And then also um, doing the whole video thing. So it just really speaks to you just got to jump in. With both feet. Yeah, you really do. Go for it. Because every every time we start something new, we question the heck out of it. Like yeah. We question ourselves. We question what we're doing. We worry about the audio too much. Because I really, I mean, I know you did a lot of work uh, on the audio afterwards, but. Um, Not that much. I think we were just more concerned about it at the time yeah. than we needed to be. We needed to just like do it. Yeah. Because listening to it back, I, I think it's fine, you know, yeah. like. And it sounds a lot different on a computer or on a on a different platform than it does on your phone, and um, that it, it worked out really well though. I like the way it worked out uh, for the first time ever, really recording anything. But a, a big thing they had a ton of comic books there yeah. this year, like a lot more than I felt that they had last year in, in any of them. So I mean, first of all, this show is huge, right? Um, I think it's even bigger, probably bigger than C two E two. So, um, it's really just like, if you're into pop culture at all, it doesn't have to be just comics, but right. um, It's not just comic books. It's everything. And you'll, when, when you watch the video, you'll see the, the amount of people that are there and how different everyone is. I mean, how different. And it's so different than C2E2, which is more corporate-y and more polished. Yeah. And Wizard World, I feel, it feels more, um, authentic almost in a way that is in some ways awesome yeah like and in some ways you know like also c2 is very refreshing how big it is you know how polished it is and it brings like bigger names in the industry really but i don't know how much bigger can you get than george went (laughs) so the whole show if you haven't been to a comic-con before um obviously we highly recommend it um even if you're not hardcore into it it's great just people watching it's just fun it's like a place that we can go and i told jerry after we were we're driving home i'm like it just feels like you don't have to worry about anything. You're just like sucked right. into this 
world that you don't even know what's going on in the outside world. Yeah. It's very much like really Disney don't. World in that aspect. You, when you're in Disney World, you don't know that the outside world exists. You're that occupied. Your, your brain is that occupied. And you also have like no, um, you know, no self-doubt. You know, you just feel comfortable. Right. It, it, it is a very comfortable feeling there because everything that you are doing everyone else wants to do as well. You know what I mean? Like everyone there is there for yeah. it's a certain the reason. Camaraderie is high. And again, it doesn't have to be comic books. It could be. Everybody's anything. just happy. So like everybody's talking to everybody, everybody's hanging out. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing I would say, if we're going to kind of start from the beginning and describe the whole situation, it's broken up, I would say into like five different aspects, right? Okay. There's the first thing you come in, there's this huge open door lobby open air lobby um, where all the cosplayers are hanging out, taking pictures. Everywhere. It's just fun to watch. And they have a main stage with bands and then the MC for the event, which again, this year was Kato Kalen. Kato Kalen, our man. Which we met um, a little bit at Wizard Madison, but we we talked to him a lot more at this show. Yeah. Uh, he gave us some autographs. He let us introduce the band. The first day, that was on Friday. Yeah. We, did, we introduced the band and... Um, uh, we stood in front in the whole entire lobby and... Um, he even said something about Snarf Talk podcast. Well, we yeah, didn't get it on video, but I don't. And I'm, you told me you're like you should give him a sticker. So I ran. We had already talked to him. We walked away. I'm running back to him because uh, he had a little table there. I run back to him, hand him a sticker. I said, "Hey, you know, my buddy and I have a podcast. We just wanted to give you a sticker." And he looks at it. He says, "Oh, Snarf Talk. I'm going to promote the shit out of this." <laughs> yeah. And then he holds it up. He's like, "Snarf Talk." Yeah. Over the speakers. And uh, so he let us. Stand up on the stage with the microphone and introduce the band. And yeah. what was the name of the band? Radio. I can't remember, but it was super fun. Remember. Radio something. Everything we did on the first day and the second day, really, it's just like every little experience we had, we were just like, oh my God, that was the greatest thing ever. It was and then like we'd go compounding. do the next thing and then you'd leave that experience and you'd be like almost down a little bit. Gosh. And then the next awesome thing would happen. Yeah. So there's the whole lobby area, which is a fun and it's just kind of a meet and greet atmosphere. And then you go into the show, and um, it's kind of separated into two parts. Um, comics and retail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a vendors. Flea, flea market. Flea market I, I call yeah. it like a flea market. That's what I explained it to Amy. It's, yeah, a bunch of vendors there, people trying to sell their product. Uh, so there's like jewelry makers. There's swords. There's lightsabers. There's comic books. Books. T- toys. Funko uh, Pops. Uh, costumes. Posters. Everything. There's, everything you can think of. And then there's, you know, promotion, like there's radio stations there doing promotions. Yeah. The army was there. You'll see in the video, I did a, like 60 pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> I did a bunch of pull-ups. Um, so there's that whole aspect of it. And um, the second kind of big aspect to it is the artist alley, which has always kind of been one right. of our favorites. And that's where all the writers, artists, creators have their little tables where they're either selling their books or selling their art. Yeah, there was... Um, and we'll go in more deep depth into each one of these areas, but yeah. There, there was a lot of artists there this year. Um, I mean, there's always a lot of artists, but it was lacking on uh, writers. It, it, there wasn't very many writers. Definitely not um, the Artist Alley. If you want the best Artist Alley experience, that's at C2E2. That's at C2E2, and that's All for sure. All the big I, names are there. I've only been there one time to C2E2 last year, and there was so many more creators there than artists the big um, big big name creators and artists are there yeah it's really um great. and this one um there are some big names 
a lot of the guys that are bigger names, I feel like are like sponsored by Wizard, and I think they go to all the Wizard conventions because there's one in almost every city. Yep, Wizard brand. Um, so this this one, a, a little light on the writers and creators, but a lot of artists. Yeah, and um, I feel like there's a lot of vendors there too. That area was really vendors big. is. I mean, yeah, it's huge. huge. So the next kind of big area um, is the um, celebrity area. So Mm -hmm. that's where you get your autographs and photos and meet celebrities, various celebrities. There was we'll get in more depth than that, but there was a whole slew of them at this one. Um, I like the setup here at Wizard better because it's in a different room. It's kind of on its own, whereas at C two E two, it's like around the whole outside. Yeah, it was on the outside of everything, and it's hard. It's a little harder to navigate. It's not very big. You know, there's not enough room there but at wizard world yeah it's a whole nother room of this convention center and it's just them basically in a big row and you just walk down the center aisle and you're like hey there's lou ferrigno hey there's uh um henry winkler like oh hey there's kevin conroy and it's just like there they are you're literally 20 30 feet away from them you can just stand there all day wave at them they'll wave back yeah and uh it's weird. If you kind of wait around in that area, they all get off their out of their booth and just go walk around. Yeah. They um well, So I like can't... people are waiting in line to see them and then like 10 minutes later they'll just be walking around the convention. Yeah. Uh what's the guy's name from Heroes and uh, uh, Greg Grunberg. Yeah, Greg Greg Gron- Gronberg. Grunberg and Jack Coleman who played uh the other guy with the glasses. He was Hayden Panettiere's dad. dad. Yeah. And I saw him earlier at the convention. I'm like, man, it looks like that guy. We were talking to each other. And then all of a sudden you looked up like over my shoulder and we're staring at somebody. He and just I looked, looked around. too thin. He was and like he super walked, thin. He walked right by us and I didn't think anything of him because it didn't, he didn't look as familiar as, you know, he should have, I guess. I don't know. But then you pointed him out to me again later and I was like, well, yeah, because later he was walking guy. around with Greg Grunberg. Yeah. But and I'm like, they were walking around with us, yeah. you know, and. On like one point, um, so there was a big line and like a private area where you got to meet um, Carrie. I still don't know how to say his last name. Els? L L was. L was. He was the main character of The Princess Bride, one of my favorite movies. And also Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He's been in a lot of stuff. But huge line to meet him. And then like 10 seconds later, he's just walking around the con. He was like curtained off. And I was like, oh, he's right back there. You can see him. And then the next thing you know, he's walking over, talking to somebody, and he was standing right next to us. Yeah, I, was like, I said hi to him. That's the guy. <laughs> it's funny, though. It. He was the one guy that was walking around, and I'm like, can you imagine what it's like? Because he was just walking around with a smile on the face, like not looking at anybody directly, and just being like, thank you, <laughs> hey, thank, thank you, you. Thank, thank you, thank you. He just kept saying it over and over again, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, at one time, there was nobody around him, and he was still walking around saying, thank, thank you. you, thank you, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's um, what it'd be like, though. I mean, constantly, especially at a show like that. Yeah. So then the next big area would be the panels. So yep. they have panels um, and workshops, essentially, yep. and like talks. So um, <clears throat> this is the one that Wizard World's really light on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had some big panels. Um, we didn't go to that many panels. They, they've got panels with we, like... We a, like workshops more than panels. Yeah. Um, where they, you actually learn how to write or learn how to do visual arts stuff. We went to a panel called Understanding Visual Arts. Yeah. Um, which was pretty good. Um, there's like nobody there, but it was still interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But there's the big ones where they do trivia. There's the big ones where they have the celebrities that they sit down and talk yeah, to Yeah, like them. Zachary Levi was there. Uh, yeah. He did a panel. Henry Winkler did a panel. 
Um, I think Kevin, Kevin Conroy and Dean Cain did yeah. a panel together. Batman Superman. versus Superman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it would have been cool to go some of those. Um, there's people that just go for those. Yeah. There are. I mean, they actually and screened an entire movie there. John Travolta was there. Yeah. And they screened his entire new movie for free. You yeah. could have went to see the whole movie. Um, so that was super cool. But didn't do that. No. We didn't do that. So, I mean, if we're going like section to section, so let's start in the vendor area. Okay. What jumped out at you? What was your favorite part of that and your favorite experiences from the show from that? All of the vendors. I mean, I don't buy any of the goods, you know, or like handmade stuff. I don't buy a lot of that stuff. It's just the comic books really that I go for personally. We spent more time at this con going through comic books than we've ever done before. Yeah, we really did. And it was just because they they had so much stuff. And then we had this realization that um, this is a little like inside baseball, but Swamp Thing books are going up. Yeah, The price of them are are going up. And every person we asked about it, all of the vendors we asked about it, they acted like they weren't. Yeah, they refused to acknowledge it. No, they're not going up. Same price as last year. I was like, well, no, I can guarantee you this is not the same price as last year. There was so many more like number ones last year um, of the Swamp Thing run than we saw this year. And and, the, and every single one that we saw was ex- expensive. I mean, they had it priced pretty high compared to what last year's was. I Swamp was really Thing kicking myself. can be a, a hard book to find um, at a lot of places. And it was, again, we spent a lot of time searching around. It was hard to find here. We found a good a good supply of them. I mean, I got... Pretty much everything I wanted. Yeah. Um, 21, Swamp Thing, Saga of Swamp Thing 21, uh, Anatomy Lesson by Alan Moore was one that I really wanted, which was everywhere last year. Yeah, it was. I did end up getting it, and I got a ton of Saga of Swamp Thing books. This is the weird thing about it is, you'll go to the booths all day on Friday. We were looking for Swamp Thing. All right. At the end of the day, we we're in the last booth, and we ask a guy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think there's a guy over in that first row that's got a bunch of Swamp Thing book, and he, books in the dollar and, bin. And he stood there, and he's thinking, he's like, yeah, yeah, his name's, uh, and he said his name. He's like, yeah, he's he's all the way over on the other side. He's got a bunch of boxes, dollar boxes. He's He's got like a whole box of Swamp Thing. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay. And then we left after that. And then the next morning, we, we took a video, and I was saying we need to come over here to go look at uh, comic books. We went over there and eventually found them. It took us a little bit, but we found... Unsorted boxes. The box. nemesis in life. Yeah. If you don't... But he had five or six boxes that had huge runs of Swamp Thing. Uh, it's it's weird, though. You can go to there and get the books, a bunch of books you're looking for for a dollar, but a guy across the show might have them all for $25 And that's each, the thing. You know? So all of those books we looked at. So I had... Uh, I needed to get one through four. I didn't end up getting one through four, but... I do have now five through 20. I have all of them five through 20 and the teens and 10 and below. I was looking at some of them and uh, there was guys that had them priced like 15, 20 bucks for each one. And this guy had them for a dollar. And then there was other guys that had them $70. Yeah. And then like the number one, like a number one right now, a guy had it at 120 bucks, said he'd sell it to me for a hundred then the next the guy next door had it for 75 and then the guy next door to him had it for 80 another guy had it for 40 now this is all very varying like quality of the book itself but either way last year they were not priced that way yeah. and every single one of them told us that they were like no no nothing's changed <laughs> the one tv show that 
nobody really likes because they ruined it at the towards the end because they cut it off short. Um, made the made the price of those books go up, and I'm really kicking myself because last year I could have got one of those for like seven dollars. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. It, no, it is what it is, and I'll eventually get it. But anyway, that's so vendor section. That's what I yeah. go for. I'm assuming you are around the same. Yeah, comics. I mean, um, I like looking at all that stuff, but I mean, my big highlight was I got Saga of Swamp Thing 1 through 20. And then on the Alan Moore run, I got 21 and most of the other ones too. Yeah. Um, really cheap. And then my big. So on Friday, I didn't really plan ahead. So Friday night we went home and I went through my entire comic collection. I was up yeah. to like one in the morning figuring out what I needed for Daredevil because that's my main thing that I collect. But I never remember what I need whenever I go to these shows. Yep. So I figured it all out and I spent a lot of the day looking around and ended up getting Daredevil 11 through 19, which are from the 60s. Yep. And then uh, 56 through 64 were all I needed to get one through 84. Um, total so, or two three eighty four. I don't have number one. That's a twenty five hundred dollar right. book. But um, I ended up getting them all uh, at one place. Really, it was that one guy, and, and he had all of them, and he had them priced pretty high. Um, but I bought so many that he gave me a great. I thought a great deal on them. I mean, more than really? what I should have paid, but still pretty reasonable. So that That's was nice. definitely my highlight from the vendor section, and just had a great time. We did get. Um, one fun thing, uh, we got, uh, I don't know if this is more artist alley, but we got our caricature drawn. We did get a caricature caricature drawn, and it's not in the... Um, I, there's one little picture of it. I didn't have a good picture of it to put in the... Oh, I have some. I guess I didn't even send it to you, did I? No. And, okay, so <laughs> we, we, we waited for this one artist because he was an amazing artist. He was very good. We waited for like an hour there to get our caricature drawn, and... Um, Basically, what we wanted was us in the picture. Jerry was going to be dressed as Batman. I was going to be dressed as Daredevil. We wanted our logo, mm-hmm. the goat, and then Snarf Talk, Snarf Talk podca- logo. Yeah. podcast in there. So we're like, okay, we'll just go with that. And then uh, <laughs> Jerry said, or some one of us said, is like, wouldn't it be? I believe it was you. Might have been me. Yeah. I said, wouldn't it be hilarious if we were like, if it was like in the Titanic pose, like the Titanic like front of the Rose. ship, you know? Yeah. Arms out. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we'd been drinking a little. Oh, yeah, tad. So we thought that would be hilarious. We should <laughs> yeah. totally do that. But the funny thing is, we tell him all that. And the guy was super into it. He thought it was hilarious. He He's did. like, that'd be great. So, but you don't see what he's doing the entire time. And we had a little bit of a crowd. We had a huge crowd that gathered and was watching this guy. It was yep. a lot of fun. We were talking to all of them, passing out stickers. Yep. Um, hanging out with them. They were all were super cool guys. Um, uh, but anyway, so at the end, we get our picture. <laughs> and it's something. It's guys. a doozy, man. It is a doozy. Um, I don't even know how if, <laughs> how to explain it. Um, he definitely went for the romance aspect. He did. I don't know if he thought we were a couple or what, but it well, no, sure made he... us look like a couple because <laughs> so he put hearts and it's pink and red. Um, I'll, I'll we'll put a picture up of it, but it's pink and red behind us with hearts, and we're definitely doing the whole, the whole you know Titanic thing. And then there's a goat coming out of your butt. It looks like <laughs> he's just behind I think he's us, just like looking around. He, he is. He's just behind us, but. Um, yeah, it is what it is. It's it's. I mean, it's a good drawing. Yeah, you know, like he's a very good. I don't know if it's something I'd hang on artist. the wall. 
but it's no. And but we're going to promote that guy. Um, we got his Instagram. I got a picture of it. He's amazing. So and, the boys, uh, um, the boys, I put it in my office and the boys keep going in there and finding it because they saw it like right away. And uh, they keep like running around the house holding it up. <laughs> like, just please put it away. What did, what did Amy say about it? She just thinks it's something. <laughs> That's what she said. She's like, oh, it's, it's something. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like, I didn't draw it. I didn't think. I don't know how these things happen. I feel like all of these things happen to me. And I don't know why. Like, I didn't want him to draw it that way, but it's as oh. soon as you say, as soon as you say Titanic, we got a cricket. Yep, there it is. Oh, no. Oh, I hope that doesn't go on the whole You're time. You're going to have to deal with that, guys. Um, but yeah, he, like, like I said, he draws very well. He's a good artist. It, it, it's but, hilarious. Um, it, it is it's funny. Really it's, funny. It definitely makes a good story, and we're definitely going to post it here in the office. Yeah, I don't know about Hanging that, on the wall. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe when we get our podcast to I think it would be better if we go back every year and get one, and we can do a different theme. And if there's multiple that are different themes, I'd be more comfortable with them all going up. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I think that would be fine. Um, where was he? Was he in the vendor section? Yeah, yeah. He was. Okay, it wasn't in Artist Alley then. So but, anyway, then we went over to Artist Alley and met a lot of great guys. We did some interviews. Um, some of them are on the video. Some more of them we're going to post later. But um, a lot of small comic independent guys that uh, I, mean, I it's wish fun to promote. And they got cool books and they're they're doing it, man. They're doing what we want to do. And it's, I have huge respect he, for them. Yeah, absolutely. And they um, they had told us like how they got into like getting a booth and what the process was for that. Um, they have a book out, you know, they have books available or something to sell, which is probably something we should do <laughs> yeah. and or get. Um, <laughs> but it, it's really cool to see what they did. I wish I wasn't so tense, like going in through there to do an interview. I felt awkward to do these interviews. Yeah. And, well, uh, it takes experience. But. Yeah. But at, by the end of the day though, I was like, oh man, we could have done so much more had I yeah. not been a jagaloon. <laughs> But um, we got to talk to Trevor Mueller. We did an interview with him. He's um, we've no, we've talked with him every con, every um, single. One. He does a lot of the panels on uh, independent comic books. He really, does. Really he gets nice hired guy. by Wizard and C two E two to do panels every time. He's really into it. Um, and I don't. I'm not like diminishing his work by any means, but I just don't feel like he has a ton of content out there. It's not like he's been an author for. 25 years throwing books out left and right you know yeah he's got two books well he's got albert the alien the whole is, series it's like four is books, a series so. and it's he's got four volumes of it but it was a web comic i think first yeah. um and then he had another book the first one he did called asshole but i mean other than that i mean you know it's just not a huge plethora of stuff and he's you know being paid by these people to do yeah, it's awesome. Writing workshops. I think that's incredible. Yeah, so we did a cool interview with uh, these guys that have a gay pirate romance comic yeah. that were just very lively. Very flamboyant. I don't think I can put it, we could put it on the video because it's it's definitely R-rated. It's but very I'm, I'm going to throw it up on YouTube as its own thing. Yeah, it's very R-rated. Uh, we have to make sure that the first 30 seconds of it doesn't say any like bad words. Yeah. Or YouTube will kick it out knock it out um but that was cool like i said a lot of um a lot more artists this year i think some of the highlights um we saw jerry uh conway 
Yeah, Jerry Conway, uh, the Punisher guy. Yeah, he created the Punisher and has a huge, um, huge history of comic books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tom Cook, who we've seen before, um, who did like He Man and a lot of the filmation stuff and Hanna Barbera stuff. Um, we saw what's so real Kurt, quick, Kurt Lehner, who did uh, um, Beauty and the Beast, Gargoyles. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of comic book stuff. But about the what? Who was it? Um, who was it? Cook. Uh, Tom Cook. Tom Cook. I kept wanting to say Tim. We. So the first time we went around and talked to him, Chris had thought he. Oh yeah. Did a, a cartoon that he didn't do. Yeah, um, I thought he did Thundercats. Right, but he didn't have anything to do with that. And then this Thundercats time, was like the He-Man knockoff with cats. It was, but better Definitely. animated. It was much better animated. Yeah, newer. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, he thought he did, like, Thundercats. That wasn't the case. And he kind of said, hmm, no. Like, looked at him like, no, (laughs) no, no, not the thing. And then this time, I was doing a video introducing him, and I say he he did some of The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, he didn't do any of The Simpsons. (laughs) Which was a guy down the the road. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he did a bunch of Simpsons I just think it's funny. Every time we're around him, we say he's done something that he has never done. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think it's just because the poster that he has up has, like, 35 different characters that right. he's drawn and we just assume like well simpsons are animated thundercats are animated of course he's done those things right <laughs> i just think that's funny so we moved on from there and uh who else was there artist wise that we talked to i don't there, know we talked to a bunch yeah just there's a, a bunch of, of them um it, that part was a lot of fun we um there wasn't a, it wasn't crowded not on Friday, no. no. I mean, even Saturday really wasn't no. that crowded, I don't think at all. We did, like I said, Four we went to the panel um, for understanding comics, but um, our visual arts, that was cool. But And that was led by like a professor of a visual arts college. Um, well, and he worked for Marvel for... Yeah, oh yeah. He still does. He was an editor. Doesn't he still work for them? Uh, I don't know about that, but um, oh. he was an editor and an artist for Marvel, mostly an editor. And for DC, because he worked with Jim Lee a lot, yep. too. So he's done a lot of stuff. He has a book out called... Um, Something DC Comics, um, uh, understanding and drawing DC Comics. Or something yeah, like something like that. I can't remember. I, I've which, almost which Jim, bought it on Jim Lee Illustrated. I've almost bought it on Amazon like twelve times. Yeah, it's like and DC's DC Guide to Visual Storytelling or something. Something like that. So that was cool. We didn't go to a lot of other panels. There were some pretty big panels there with like Zachary Levi, who's um, Shazam. Yeah, a lot of things. But um, we, we just we don't sp- do those. Spent a bunch of time in. Um, um, the celebrity section. This, We've never really gone to the celebrity section before. At no, Con. we really haven't. And I'm glad we did this year, though, because there was a lot of good people there. And the first person we went to on Friday, which I'm glad we did, because on Saturday there was quite a line waiting for him, was Kevin Conroy. Yeah. If you don't know who Kevin Conroy is, shame on you, yeah. first of all. He, Second of all. He is Batman. He is Batman. He is the voice of my... Batman, yeah. my uh, the Batman the animated series, growing up in the '90s, I've talked about it a lot on this show, and that's the dude. And I can't, I still can't believe I talked to him. He said to me, "I'm Batman." Yeah, which I was like, oh "My gosh!" Like I about pissed myself. We got awesome. Um, they're not eight by t- tens. They're, they're big. Sixteen by something. Something. Uh, Ten by sixteen or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Like yeah. Ten. Yeah. Something like that. Big. Big uh, posters. They're bigger than an eight by ten. Yeah. Big That's... posters that he signed for us and personalized them. Um, mine said, "To Chris, I am Batman." Yeah. Something like that. 
Mine um, said the same thing. It was super fun uh, meeting him. He was really cool. Uh, just a super nice guy. He was um, very nice. Shook his hand. We he, met. That's where we met a really cool guy in line. That oh we, yeah, we're we gonna did. hopefully have sponsored the podcast. He was interested in sponsoring the podcast. We're gonna do some advertising for him in the future. Yes. Um, I don't remember his name. Do you? Uh, his name? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm he sorry. owns uh, Mr. Wayne's Pop Culture Collectibles, which is in Westmont. In Westmont, Illinois. Yeah, and um, it's a little pop culture shop he's got all kinds of a little bit of comics but he said mostly it's toys and collectibles yeah a lot of collectibles there's uh if you look on his he's on facebook if you look on his facebook page um it gives you basically the rundown of what his shop has and all of his credentials there um how you can contact him but his uh banner is uh, stranger things three like uh, of all the characters that looks really neat yeah so he's I bet on, you they've uh, got a really in westmont illinois so if you're in the chicago area go check him out tell him Snarf, Snarf Talk, talk sent, sent you. you. Um, and we're going to do some work with him in the future. And uh, I think we're going to do some advertising for him and just see if we can get a little bit of a relationship built because he was such a cool, such a nice He's guy. He's a very, very nice guy. Yeah. We uh, were standing in line, seemed very down to earth. And that's the thing. Like, we're all standing in line to go to Kevin Conroy to talk to Kevin Conroy. And yet you make this connection with somebody out of the blue, you know? Yeah. I think that's really neat. He's got, they got Labor Day weekend hours this week, guys, 11 to 8, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Thursday through Saturday. Enjoy the long weekend. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, check that out for sure. Um, I think another huge highlight, and we just kind of did this on a whim, but uh, Rob Paulson was there, who I've loved forever. I've heard him on many other podcasts. He's been on The Nerdist. He's been on yeah. Kevin Smith's podcast. And he, he has his own I believe it's his own yeah. podcast, but he has his own show where they take scripts from different TV shows or movies or whatnot, and he plays a character, and then another famous guest, uh, you know, plays another character, and then they just read it back and forth, and it's really funny because they read it in different like uh, accents or uh, Character. characters. So he acts like a lot of the Animaniacs or. Any of the other voices he's done in his career, he'll act like those people or like they've read stuff as Yoda uh, before. And it's really funny to hear because they'll do like a, a little snippet from Pulp Fiction and he'll sound like, you know, Yakko from Animaniacs reading yeah. John Travolta's lines. It's really funny. So he did the voice of Raphael and, and Donatello, but I thought just Raphael from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. He was Yakko in Animaniacs. He was Pinky. From uh, Pinky. Pinky and the Brain, um, he was in Jimmy Neutron, uh, the Mask animated series. He's been in tons of stuff. His um, voice is very famous, and I guarantee you, you've all heard him before. Yeah. So Jerry, we're sitting there. I'm like, you know, let's meet him. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. He's like, I wonder if he would do um, a video with us. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we shouldn't ask him, but let's ask him. Right. So, I was like, <laughs> and then you're like, you don't know unless you try. So we went up there and, uh, but before that I said, I wonder if he'd do, I wonder if he'd sing like that big song, like of all the States. Yeah. Cause I thought it was like the state song. Yeah. I was wrong. It's all the countries countries. It's called uh Yakko's world. Yes. Yakko's world is what the name of the song is. And then his agent is standing there and we're talking to her and I brought it up and, um, because we saw on this little sheet that you could get a video with him and he would I, do the voice of two characters in your short video. Yes. And so I asked if he would. And I had him sign, by the way, a pinky in the brain, eight by 10, which yep. was really cool. And I asked her, I was like, would he sing that 
you know, ge- she called it the geography song. Yeah. She knew what I was talking about, though. And she's like, uh, you know, he probably won't because it really blows out his voice. Uh, and then when he goes into work on Monday, they're yelling at me because he can't perform, you know, the way he needs to. And I was like, that's fine. Not a big deal. You know, whatever we could get, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Not, not a huge deal. So she still wrote it down on a piece of paper because he was meeting with somebody else. And then we walk up and we start talking to him and he's like, absolutely. I'll yeah, do, do that. that. And the, the one big thing that I'm so glad I said now, because he wouldn't have noticed, he really probably wouldn't have noticed our shirts because we were wearing snarf talk shirts. He wrote on the pinky in the brain thing, the, the picture that you got. Um, and when he's pinky, he says the word narf. Yeah. Narf. And, I said, huh, Narf. I said, that's funny. I said, we're Snarf. And he's like, Snarf? Oh, well, I'll say that. Yeah, in, in Pinky's voice. Yeah. He says, it's kind of like I say Narf, but now I'm on Snarf. And he, yeah, then he said it in the video for us. And, and he did the whole song. United States, Canada, Mexico. He did the whole thing for us. And as a special bonus, he did a special yeah. new song, which is all the new countries that are now in the world since, since the original show. came out, yeah. It was amazing. He was so kind and so nice. We have the video of him doing it. It's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash snarpcomics. Yeah. If you watch our Wizard Bro video, which is the longer one, it's right at the beginning. It's right at the beginning. It's it's and, a 25-minute video, but yeah. it's worth the watch. And we're going to release it as a separate like short video. Yeah. So I'm hoping we'll get some serious traction out of that because that, I think it's amazing. So that was one. I, Kevin Conroy is my favorite that I met, um, but that moment was the highlight easily the the highlight of the entire show just because man i every day i would come home from school and i'd watch animaniacs pinky and the brain was on those pigeons those like evil mafia pigeon guys you know and i would watch that stuff every single day never in my wildest dreams would i meet those voice that voice you know what i mean i just and then to have him promote our podcast and do that whole song with us it wasn't even that. It was just meeting that voice and realizing it was like a huge slap in the face with my childhood. Like just yeah. nostalgia hit me so hard after that. Yeah. And we were both, we walked away from there like, like I can't believe that happened. <laughs> like we both were just like staring at each other like that just happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so fun. It was amazing. And then we started sending it like right away, sending that video to like our wives and I think I sent it to Seed and Top. I think I sent it to David right away because I knew he because I knew he watched Animaniacs all the time too. But um, yeah, that was definitely a big time highlight. We got to meet um, Henry Winkler. Yeah, and we just waited kind of outside of his booth because he was, it was about the end of the day and got to shake his hand, say hi. Um, Jerry told him not to jump the shark. Yeah, I said, "Hey, you shouldn't have jumped that shark." Yeah, and he laughed. So that was cool. Uh, we met, uh, we saw George Wentz from Cheers. Yep. Um, we didn't meet him, but we saw him. Saw Lou Frigno, didn't meet him, but um, saw him like right Again, up you're close. like right by these people, yeah. regardless. Like we didn't have a specific conversation, but. We did have a specific conversation with Rob Van Dam, the <laughs> WWE wrestler who Jerry, um, Jerry challenged to an arm wrestling match. I did. And I even told him, I'll pay you $50 to arm wrestle me. And he wouldn't do it. Contractually, he could <laughs> he not do it. He wouldn't do it. He was scared away. He, um, super he nice guy though. He was really cool about it. And yeah, it was, it was funny. Uh, I did some things. <laughs> we didn't see um, Jeff Goldblum or John Travolta. They were there, but 
Um, oh, and that's, we walked by Jeff Goldblum. Like and we, they were at lunch or something. And we said, oh, I would like to see him. So we were going to come back and never ended up coming back, yeah. which was sad. I wish I would have saw him. I, want, I can't wait for his show on Disney Plus, The World According the, to Jeff Goldblum. When does that come out? The trailer came out and it looks amazing. Really? I haven't even watched the oh, trailer. It looks great. I knew it was coming out soon, but I haven't seen the trailer. Um, <laughs> so one big highlight is um, we met Billy Zane. We did meet Billy Zane. <laughs> so a- Billy Zane. So this is kind of a, a callback to our caricature. Yeah. Because Titanic caricature. Yeah. Billy so, Zane was the bad guy in Titanic. Yeah. He was the bad guy in Titanic. And we happened to get a caricature made of us standing there in the Titanic theme. Let's say that was on purpose. Um. Well, yeah, we'll say that was on purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so uh, at this time, at this point in the night, drinks have been flowing a little bit. They were um, steady and constant. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the end of the day. Nobody was in the booth. We're like, you know what? Let's go see. Why not go see? If Billy Zane will take a picture with our picture. Right. Not us. Just the picture. Yep. And maybe sign it. Yeah. But it, we were like fresh out of cash at this point. We're like, you yeah. know, we've spent a lot of money and I didn't really want to spend a bunch of money to get Billy Zane picture. No. So I'm like, so I, we go up. I wasn't really thrilled with meeting him to no, begin I with. Don't. Like it wasn't somebody I needed to see, yeah. you know. But at this point, um, normal decisions were out the window. Out the window. So we go up there. We're talking to his handler and he's sitting right next to her. But we're talking to the handler. He Not yeah. really acknowledging him. Right. Right next to her. <laughs> and we're we're negotiating. We're negotiating because we don't want to be in the picture. We just want him to take a picture with the picture. Yes. I feel like that shouldn't be a full price situation. I, and, I, and I don't know why that's a problem. Right. You know, and what did he say? He said. Uh, uh, well, first of all, they agreed. They agreed. We agreed at a lower rate. Yeah. To get the picture with the picture. And he just turned around and he's like, the price is what the price is. What are we negotiating here? We're we negotiating for a picture. And at that point, me and Jerry were so thrown off that we're just like, oh, okay, oh, here, here, here. Yeah. We just gave. It's like, oh, oh all right, and Mr. We, Zane. We felt weird backing out. So we just paid whatever to get a picture. And we Which, were in a picture. At that point, I don't know why we felt weird backing out. I don't know At either. that point, we should have just been like, all <laughs> right, see you later. Like, we tried. So um, he was not thrilled to be doing it. Less than happy. He was not thrilled with us. No, didn't care for us one bit. But we got a great series of pictures of me and Jerry in an awkward Titanic pose (laughs) and him holding that picture and just giving us the dirtiest looks. There is not a single picture with him smiling in it. He looks like the most unhappiest man. You like so unhappy. He's standing there like this. Yeah. Like holding it up next to his head. With his, like, rolling his eyes. He's literally, like, rolling his eyes in the photo with our caricature photo. And then and then you and I standing next to him doing the same pose. Which was his idea. And what? Well, I don't remember yeah, that, that part. I didn't idea. realize he yeah. said that. So maybe that he was in character. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he was. He's just such a good actor that he yeah. can act very unimpressed and annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're leaving, I shake his hand. Jerry fist bumps him. Fist bumped him. And said. Nope. What did you say? <laughs> I called him a name. Yeah, you called him a name. But Jerry was referencing him in Titanic. Right. His character. And that's what I think I said. Well, I don't his remember character exactly. was a bad guy. And Jerry said, 
Something along those lines. I don't know that he fully caught. We won't go into what Jerry said. It wasn't anything too bad. No. First off, I, don't know why, I don't know why you're underplaying this. If but. you, well, you know, it doesn't need to be said. <laughs> and then he turns to me, he goes, did you hear him say that? And I said, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> but then following this, so then we left. We go to do some things. Billy Zane leaves. He's like leaving the stadium. And I chased him down and ran around him. And then back in front of him and came back and like jump high fived him. Yeah. And he he high fived me. He yeah. didn't care. Like I wasn't attacked by his crew. But uh yeah, I bet you I guarantee you he was thinking, can he just please leave me alone? <laughs> can they just get me out of this yeah. place? Because I at some point I do kind of feel bad. I don't know why I felt bad for him. Oh well, here's specifically. what I, this was a, what I was gonna get into. So the whole character or whole uh, celebrity area feels really depressing. Right. In a lot for, of ways. For some of them. For Somebo- some of them. Somebody like uh, like Kevin Conroy being there. Or Rob he's, Paulson. The, he's like needed at that celebrity. event. Celebrity. People want him at that event because Batman is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And it still is. And, and he's loved and beloved. So right. to go there and have those guys there and the fact that they would come is amazing. But there's a whole bunch of celebrities that's careers have been derailed. Yeah. A little bit over with. Yeah. Uh, and to see them non-existent silently sitting in a booth that nobody's coming up to. And you can see who those people are right away because when it's you walk through sad. the celebrity area, there's nobody there and they're just sitting there on, on their, their phones. phone looking. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from Rookie of the Year. And that and that's all you do. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Cool. And you just keep on going. Yeah. And that's the one thing that is, and again, not all the people, but certain people. Yeah. Um, I feel like the voice actors, um, the WWE guys, um, some of the beloved actors, like, I mean, Henry Winkler had a line all day long. He was beloved there. People loved him. I couldn't believe the amount of time that he spent at his booth. Yeah. He stood there at his booth and he'd always come around front. Yeah. And he was... Meeting and, and greeting and being hug, so nice. Like hugging people and he seemed like a genuine, awesome guy. Yeah. And then the know? big name celebrities like Zachary Levi and John Travolta and John Jeff Colbum, they got lines all over. They, I mean, that's not yeah. sad at all. That's it, like. And they're very like um, curated booths. Like yeah. they're taken care of yeah. there. And they're long lines. They're only there for a certain amount of time and then they're out. Like yeah. you. You better be in that area at that time, or you're you're gonna miss them. They're so gone. there's that one thing, and then there's the whole other aspect that it kind of just feels dirty. Is that it's not go meet the celebrity that you want to meet. It's no. pay forty bucks to get an autograph of the celebrity. Yeah, or pay sixty dollars to get your picture with the celebrity. It's outrageous. You know what I mean? It is outrageous. But for somebody like Kevin Conroy, Rob Paulson, the two guys we met and had a great time with. Um, not a care in the world to go do that. That's amazing. I want right. Kevin Conroy signed. I mean, I'm paying for an autograph poster. And that's something and like I'm him. going to have forever. Yeah, I'm going to frame you know? it. Uh, but here's the argument that I have with that. And I'm not condoning this because I think it's, I do think it's ridiculous uh, myself. But on the other side of that, we go and see concerts. We go, I've went to a bar and paid a 15 or $20 cover charge just because a band is there. Yeah. And we go into those places, and you spend even more money when you're inside of those. And you get places. a two-hour concert. You do get a two-hour concert, but I mean, you are paying an you know an inflated price to basically just go see those people, right? 
Like you're still just going to see those people. And then they'll give you even, you know, you could get a VIP pass. You could come backstage. You could do this. To go backstage and meet a band or to meet anybody at those shows or like a comedian is a huge amount of money to do that. So really, I think in the grand scheme of things, to see those people for the price that they're asking isn't really that much until you get to the Jeff Goldblums and John Travolta and where it's $120, $130 to literally stand in front of them for a minute, like one minute, not even maybe two at the most if you got that amount of time. Um, And I'm being generous. It that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or just, just for an autograph, you're going to pay a hundred dollars for a guy to sign a piece of paper. You better sell it. Yeah. You know, because you need to make your money back because that's ridiculous. I think it's awesome for the people that are in that world, like Lou Ferrigno, for him to be there and sign autographs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but turns out that's where we had uh, some of the most fun. We had a lot of fun there. It was a really good time. And we saw a lot of good people there um, uh, in costume, walking around, like even in the celebrity area, tons of people were walking through there. And we had a great time with Kato Kalen. I feel like I don't see him as the OJ guy anymore. No. And I found, so earlier that day, I found an OJ Simpson comic book. Yeah. Like the OJ Simpson trial comic book. Why did you not get that? He wasn't on the cover, but man, and it was $1. I should have bought it and had him sign that. Yeah, he would I felt weird about it at first, but then I started thinking later, he's got pictures up of himself in the trial like testifying, like a picture of him testifying with a microphone in front of him, and he's signing those yeah. on his own booth. I actually got one that has so, a picture of him in the trial holding an avoca- avocado. Yeah, and avo- it says avocado, and he signed it. <laughs> and uh, all his stuff was, go- he said it was going to charity, but then he said he charity was his girlfriend. Wife. Wife. Didn't he say wife? Yeah. He said, charity's my wife. There she is right there. <laughs> I think he was joking. I think he's, it was probably going to charity. Though. I'm pretty sure he does a lot of blow. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to. I mean, as sped up as he is. Yeah, he is high energy, man. The whole time. All day. For so from 12 hours. Ten, well, it'd be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. He's there in the front. Zero breaks got, all day long. Like a very minimal breaks, if if any. And he's always out there talking, laughing, and he's incredibly high energy. And very good at it. Awesome. And very and, funny. He's, and he was super nice. Um, I did try to arm wrestle him, too. <laughs> Later in the day, and he he wouldn't do it either. Jerry's he got a he's, Jerry's uh, working on a little case of drinker's remorse. Oh, bad, bad, and but it would have been fun to arm wrestle those people. I think oh, it would man. have had a chance. I think you're with Kato. Uh, you're overreacting. I I am. I understand that, but it was a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't happen often, and <laughs> I just feel like a. It, I felt like I was ridiculous for a while there. We passed out tons of stickers. Um, we got a bunch of new listeners, which is great. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, thank you, thank for you, listening. and I hope you stick around because um, we do all kinds of reviews and movie reviews. Um, we talk about all kinds of things we're watching. We tons give you the news, but we also give you our cool, interesting perspective on various ridiculous nonsense threads of life, life, and sewing. With that, any more Wizard World stuff? Crochet. No, I don't think so. I think the next one, hopefully we can go to that Ace Comic Con in Chicago. That looks like a really big oh event. Oh my gosh, uh, Chris Hemsworth is there. Tons of people. Um, I wasn't, there's other huge people. I don't remember any of them. But big, big, big we're going to try. Bigger gonna, than C2E2 and Wizard World it, put together. Really it is, yeah. And I don't know how big the con is. We've never been. 
It seems like a no. small little con. Is it at Navy Pier? I don't know. No, or, uh, uh, I don't know. It's up that way. I can look it up real quick. But um, we plan on going there and uh, hopefully getting the. Uh, I really press feel pass. like this is like our launch into the YouTube world because we've been YouTube thus far has been just like an afterthought. It has. I think it needs to be more of a forethought. But yeah, and I feel like there's so much. Oh, okay. So um, just feel like I'm waiting on you to do. Tom it Holland is going to be there at Ace. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Kit Harrington. Nice. Brie Larson. She's tall. Uh, um, wait, there's way more. Um, Kit Harrington, um, Brienne of Tarth, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, Norman, that's who I was thinking of. Norman Reedus is going to be there. Daryl on Walking Dead. Uh, Taron Edgerton is oh, going to wow. be there. Um, yeah. Rocket Man, Shine. Yeah. Or uh, Bright, not Shine. Creators that are going to be there. Um, the lead guitarist of Good Charlotte. Perfect. That's I've been um, waiting my whole life. For lifestyles of the original famous. Something, something else. Um, a yeah, lot of artists and writers. Um, yeah, so that should be really cool. Yeah, it'd be really fun. If we could get a press pass, that'd be phenomenal. We can get in there and do some good interviews and bring that content to you because Tom Holland is going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> On the YouTube channel, so I'm going to have time. The big Holland thing there. I'm building towards here is you need to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Absolutely. Uh, YouTube.com slash Snarf Comics. There's going to be a lot more stuff going on there. And now that I think we get a handle on it more, we'll probably just like record a little more of our normal everyday lives yes. like in one or two minute, more digestible That's clips. what I was going to talk to you about because I want to basically record myself in my daily life. Yeah. But I just need to get the okay from you because you're the video guy. Um, sure. Okay, deal. <laughs> All right, so um, you want to get to the news? Yeah, I got a bunch of news. And speaking of Tom Holland... What I'm do we gonna, have for time? Because I got a bunch of news. I'm so. going to get into him. We are at 57 minutes. Sweet. So uh, speaking of Tom Holland, he played Spider-Man. Yeah. Huge news. So again, we're behind a little bit because we didn't record earlier this week. This news came out last week. Earth shattering. Yeah. The so, news of the century. So Disney and Sony had a deal uh, for Spider-Man. Sony owns Spider-Man. The rights Okay, to they the own the rights to the movies for Spider-Man. But Disney was using him because they had a deal with Sony in the Marvel movies. And Spider-Man in the comic book world is a Marvel character. The deal was um, Disney got 5% yes. of the first run ticket sales mm -hmm. and all of the merchandising. Huge. Which is a huge, That's huge. huge money. Uh, okay, and then so now the issue is is that Disney wanted to do a fifty fifty split. But here's the difference. So previous to this, Disney got five percent, right? Yeah. But they contributed nothing to the actual financial production of the movie. Right. Now they're saying, hey, we want to do fifty fifty. We'll pay for half the movie. We get half the profit. Yep. I don't know about the merchandising. I didn't get that drilled. I don't and know then, if they're splitting that 50 50 or Disney's still getting that. I don't know that. about the merchandising, but I know that they were doing more for ticket sales too. They wanted more for ticket sales. Okay. Um, and Sony said, Nope, no, we're not doing it. They said, kick rocks, buddy. Yeah, we're done. And they said, no, you can't have Spider-Man anymore. You can't reference any MCU characters. He will no longer be a part of the Marvel cinematic universe. Right. It's done. And so, They've got to pack up and go. The whole, by the way, everything they built with Spider-Man over the last two movies is Centered. integral to the MCU. He is not only going to be the main character going forward, his entire story arc 
revolves around Tony Stark and yeah. his involvement with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Everything. a huge blow. I, but honestly, why is it such a big deal for Disney to change that that agreement anyways? Why do they care about that? I mean, I know Spider-Man's a big property. I know you could make a lot more money. Disney is making all the cash. Right. Like all the money in in all of North America and China. And don't you think the ticket sales are paltry compared to the merchandising? Yes, rates? absolutely. And what do they care? They have so many other things coming out. It's yeah. not like Disney that, is by made the or way, break. Made Spider-Man or, is integral to. Exactly. So it elevates all their other properties. So really, I think you took a risk that you didn't need to do. Well, the funny thing is, Spider-Man, if there's one character that doesn't need to belong to the MCU, it's Spider-Man. It is. I mean, he's got his own universe to play with. So and that, Sony made an amazing movie called Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. No involvement from Disney. Not um, one bit, but they haven't done a live action one. They ha- well, they have. They've well, done I'm, t- I'm two saying since, since then, they yeah. haven't. Since the agreement with, with Marvel, they haven't done one. On their own. So this has been a huge blow to the industry, to the pop culture world, to everybody. Everybody. The fans. But. Because I wonder what they're reworking now. Where do you come down on? Are you on Sony's side? Are you on Disney's side? Because I've heard both. Uh, You know, I don't know. Um, I think Sony made out better. Just because they still have Spider-Man. And now... Disney and Marvel have built up Spider-Man to a point where everyone will go see the movie, yeah. regardless of what they make. Yeah, nobody was going to see the other ones. Um, yeah, right. Like, nobody went and saw those. Um, I, I think, and I think now they're going to tie in all of Spider-Man's world, basically, more so than they have before. Like, Venom's obviously going to probably play a part now, I think. Which, I don't know if Marvel had any... Has any involvement in Venom or not? I don't think so. I don't think so either. They could. Um, I don't know. But either so where way, do you come I down? Think, Disney or Sony's side? Who are you on? Like whose side am I on? Because the argument here um, was um, boo Sony for the most part. Everybody was kind of on the Disney side of the train saying, how could Sony do this? If Sony did this. They're awful. But then there was also the other side of it saying, hey, Disney, you're being super greedy here. That's kind of where I'm at. So you're you're pro Sony. I think I'm. First of all, I think it's a I think it's a baller decision on Sony's part to just be like, yeah, pound sand. I'm well, out of here. So that's what I was gonna say. But also, are they making a big mistake? On absolutely on launching Spider Man. I mean, they could have made a lot more money staying with. We're talking Disney, about I think unfathomably rich people fighting with unfathomably rich yeah. people, right? Which is obnoxious because and it, it's irrelevant and it just ruins everybody's party. It does. Because these two unfathomably wealthy corporations can't just put their shit aside and and not make an extra $500 million. That is kind of what I've always thought is why why is Sony so precious about Spider-Man? And why, why? is why is Marvel sitting in a position where they go, "Hey, yeah, we want the fifty percent. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I said to Just, begin with. They're like, getting five percent straight cash. Yeah, homie. Say you you say it better. Straight me. straight cash. Cash. <laughs> they're getting five percent straight cash. Yeah. No outlay. 
All they have to provide is Kevin Feige to produce it. Yeah, they don't even. They have to do literally no work. Yeah. in any of this, and they get all the merchandising, right. billions of dollars worth of merchandising. So they can let a whole other company worry about that production, and then worry about all of these things that they've got going on. But over then, here. on top of that, they can take that character and elevate all their other properties. Right, which is what is what they were doing. So for me, I think my perspective here is screw Disney. That I feel like that was a. It's a really poor a greedy decision. move on their part. Yeah. And if I'm Sony, I'm sitting there saying, why? So here's another thing, though, is that it's it's not set in stone. It's like definitely not. That was the big next the, part of this. The big thing here is that they may not have agreed on this first round of talks and whatever. And then obviously news articles are going to embellish and make this seem bigger than what it is. It could be relatively small to those companies, to be honest. Yeah. It could be something like, hey, we just didn't agree on one. Negotiating uh, tactic. It, yeah. One thing here, like, give us a minute. Yeah. You know, because I just, I don't feel like it's not, I feel like it's going to work out. I don't feel like they're going to spend Oh, it's it. going to work out. They're so, going to make it, make it work out. At it some would be point, insane for either of these companies to let this happen. Because, I mean, Disney at this point has their writers' pens are literally starting on fire yeah. if it's failed because they're like, oh my gosh, every story has to change. Yeah, literally but, but everyone that with, we've been planning for talking about years. mega corporations and CEOs that don't give a shit about any of this. And it's all ego to them. Yeah. So for now, for the, for Disney to tuck their tail between their legs and go back and oh, we'll do the 5%. We'll do the 5%. Well, they should probably. They should, but they won't. No, I, they'll come out with a different Hopefully deal. they land somewhere in the middle and we can all get past this ridiculous pettiness right? and get back to the world of making shit that fans love. And at some point, maybe, at some point, Sony could potentially be a Disney property too. I don't know if the government would let that happen. You don't think so? That'd be too many? That's too many. Bought up? I don't think that would ever happen. You got to remember, Sony the, the, is huge. This is a minor part portion of Sony. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're an electronics company. Well, right. But that's that's what I mean. Like that I, but part I, of I, Sony could be sold. I, we could. I would bet you that, that Sony is a much larger corporation than Disney. What about Amazon? No. Amazon's the biggest. Amazon's going to buy them. They could. Or Apple, which is also huge. Yeah, Apple could too. At one time, Apple have, has enough free cash to buy Sony or to buy Disney outright. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. Disney's not that big of a company. I, that that baffles me that yeah. they're not because they are literally printing money yeah. as they sleep. But since we're on the Disney train, I got some more Disney stuff. Go for it. All right. Couple big things. Okay. Disney Plus. All right. Is going to light the world on fire. Yes, they are. Um, they're going to buy. The big thought going in was oh, it's going to take Disney seven plus years to even get near the subscri- subscriber base of Netflix. Yeah, right. I think they'll do it in a year. It, at their price point, yes. That's what I was going to bring up, the big news on that. Did you hear this? I didn't, actually. If you are, you got until Monday. Okay. Until uh, September 31st, actually, which is Sunday. Oh, September or August? September 1st, sorry. Okay. You got till August 31st. Gotcha. Sunday. I'll give you a million dates there. Uh, so do it tomorrow. If yes. you are a, uh, what is it, D... Um, D23. D23, yeah. D23 is like the Disney Comic Con. Yep. It's where they announce everything. It's like their Apple has that one big thing in October, mm-hmm. which they just released. They're going to release their iPhone 11. 
Oh, I didn't see um, that. But Disney's got this thing called Disney D3. They don't even go to cons anymore, Disney. Nope, they don't. They have their own. Marvel, Star Wars. Um, actually, Star Wars does Star Wars Celebration. So it's Marvel, all the Disney stuff, well, and the Disney Star Wars stuff. released something at D23. We'll talk about that. Well, we're getting there. Um, anyway, if you sign up to be a D23 member okay, okay. on their website, which is free. Okay. Um, and if you already have a Disney account which is the account you use for Disney movie rewards or Disney parks or even Marvel, stuff like that. Um, you can, you, you can use that login to get your D 23 account. If you have that, you can pre-order Disney plus really for three years. Okay. At a price point of half three ninety two a month, $140 for three years. No way. Yes. They're going to easily do that in a year. So tomorrow, sign up. Because if you're going to buy it anyway, it's half price, folks. you got you got two more days to do this. Smokes. It's half price. You sign up on d23.com um, or something along those lines. Yep. You get your login. You sign up. You pay their $140. you got three years of Disney Plus coming. That's incredible. It's mind-blowing. On top of that, that, Disney Plus released some big news of their own. They released, which we've talked about, so I'm not going to rehash all the shows that are coming out, but they did drop a big trailer. They Well, and they released a couple new shows that they're going to do. Okay, we'll start with the trailer. Okay. Um, they released the trailer for The Mandalorian. They did. Did you see it? I did. So we... Mind-blowing, folks. You watched it on the way home Friday night. Yeah. I watched it Saturday morning um, last weekend, and holy smokes, they didn't waste a penny yeah. on this, this show. This looks like a Star Wars cinematic movie TV show. I mean, it looks like Rogue One. And Now, granted, we're just talking about a trailer here, so that you can make a trailer look however you want it to if you wanted to spend the money on the trailer. I'm telling you, though, But they're trailer. using footage from the actual show. And holy cow. They, it, yeah, it looks, it looks like Rogue One. It looks like a, a wandering kind of um, almost like a Western. Yes, very Western-ish. Um, Mandalorian bounty hunter. Um, it's going to be and now hard this is, to determine the good guys from the bad guys. So now this is set before Boba Fett, right? I don't know. Is it before or after? I don't know. It would have to be before because I feel like after bounty hunters weren't a real big thing. But I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it looks incredible. Very, very Can't good. wait. I don't know exactly when it drops. Um, I don't either. When does Disney Plus come out? Is it November? Something like that. Yeah, November. So I, I bet you it'll come out when the, when the app launches. Yeah, probably. Another big show they announced, Obi-Wan Kenobi show yes. starring Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor coming back coming as Coming back to reprise, reprise his role. Um, probably is an older Obi-Wan. Yeah. So now Mark Bernardin had a uh, theory on this, but it wasn't really a theory. It was just a story that he wanted it to be. And I like it. I like his story a lot. Have you heard it? No, I listened a little bit today, but I didn't finish. So it. he, he had talked to, he's talked about it a couple times before, but he recapped it in the latest fat man beyond episode, but he wants to see Obi-Wan a story where it's the time frame when Obi-Wan gets, um, uh, and not Anakin. Um, why can't I think of it? Uh, the twins, Luke and Leia. He, yeah, no, was it Luke and Leia? Yeah, it was Luke and Leia when he and he picks them up and like disseminates them, yeah. right? And he takes Luke one way and he takes Leia the other way, and he wants to see that story of him taking the kids and like an adventure of him getting them and then 
you know, the end of the story would be them going to their aunt and uncles. Great idea. Basically. I don't know how you span the 49 year old Ewan McGregor to the 80 year old, uh, old, yeah. um, Alec Guinness. Yeah. I don't know. Movie, but, but it seemed like it would seem like a really good story. They could age him up. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, he also mentioned possibly, um, doing a clone wars thing with uh hayden christensen oh mark bernard did yeah oh i didn't as know uh, anakin and then also bringing in ahsoka tano oh yes and uh and uh kevin smith said he wanted rosario dawson yeah. to play her i think that'd be a good pull. she'd be great that'd be yeah. great i would i'd be in for all that i'd even a return that's of your hayden. favorite that's your favorite character right? it is my favorite star wars character take it to the bank yeah <laughs> It would be a really neat show if they could do that. I have no idea what they're going to do with Obi-Wan, what the story is going to be. It's all speculation at this point. You got more. Um, what were the other shows? So they, uh, let me see here. Um, one, two. So there's three other Marvel shows that are going to be released. And uh, one of them is She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Is- one of my favorite characters as well. Yeah. Used to, when I was in college. I love the comic book run of She-Hulk. Um, that was when Civil War was going on, but I read that comic. Um, great character. Uh, she was like a, law- a lawyer. To yeah. this lo- she's a lawyer to the superheroes, yes. basically. And uh, man, that was an awesome comic, and they could really do something fun with that show. Yeah, it could be. And She-Hulk's a great character. Incredible. And then there is... Oh, another huge one, which is another one of my favorite comic books, is... Ms. Marvel. Yes, Ms. Marvel's coming out too. Kamal Khan. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. Plays yeah. um, a younger teenage, if you will, um, uh, Ms. Marvel. Not yeah. Captain Marvel. Not different Captain character, Marvel. Um, different powers. Well, it's, Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel for a, a minute. That's true. That's true. But then I don't she know became what, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I don't know if she is in the MCU uh, I don't know chronolo- if it's still chronology the same. or not, but... Um, that is a comic book I would recommend everybody go check out right now. I think I had it on my top 10 for new readers. Yeah, you did. Um, amazing book, super different. Um, she's a Muslim American. First um, one. First, yeah, comic book. And wasn't it, hero. uh, who wrote her? G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson wrote that, wasn't it? Or, uh, yes. Um, yeah, cause she's, uh, um, she's not Muslim, but she's, she, she is Muslim, but she's an American. Yeah. Um, anyway. and she, she wrote the character, but, uh, so that one looks really good. Again, I don't know any of the storylines. I don't think they've released like what they're going to be about. They're if they're, just saying if they're, they're smart, they'd start with Ms. Marvel, uh, number one that came out 2012, something like that. Yeah. And they just do that story because it is phenomenal. It's a more of an interpersonal drama. Oh, um, it's character based. It's, um, phenomenal. Nice. Also wonder, um, never mind. There's one more that they, the other one? they said was coming out, and I'm super excited about this. And I told you at uh, <clears throat> excuse me at Comic Con that I wanted to start collecting this book um, because I'm super interested in them, oh, and yeah. I've read some of it. Moon, I, also, one of my favorite characters, Moon Knight. Yeah, they're doing a Moon Knight show, which is I can't believe it hasn't been done. This I is know. the perfect character for a TV series. Yeah, so Moon Knight is uh, everybody's always said that it's Marvel's, Marvel's Batman. Batman. Because uh, the main character is like an eccentric billionaire, right? But he's got three different um, personalities. So I'm trying to remember the names of them now. But one of them, he's like himself as a billionaire. I guess there's technically four. 
But Mark Spector, right? Yes, Mark Spector is the normal guy. But then he's a taxi cab driver as well. He acts like a taxi cab driver. And then there's another one uh, that he is uh, um, not... Uh, he's a, a billionaire taxi cab driver and then somebody else. He acts like somebody else too. And then he's also Moon Knight, obviously. But he's actually kind of like when he plays these different people, he gets himself a little bit like insane. He's kind of insane. Um, and yeah, he's like multiple personalities. Yeah, he knows it. He knows it's becoming that way. He wasn't originally, but he knows it's becoming that way. And he just goes along with it. And there's a lot of good story there. Uh, the earlier stuff is kind of it is really good. I mean, it's still really good, but there is a run by uh, Warren Ellis and um, that one guy in Chicago that you, Colin Bunn, Warren Ellis and Colin Bunn r- wrote a, uh, a short run. It's like 14 or 15 issues in I think 2012 when it came out. And everybody says that's by far the best run of Moon Knight. That's the one you need to read. You need to read the earlier stuff, but this is the one you need to read. And everybody's hoping that they, uh, they do that. They do that little story because there's, he's got two different costumes in that, uh, run the original costume where he's got a hood and a cape, um, which is all white and you know, he's in his all moon Knight garb, but then he's got uh, a suit and they just call it white suit moon Knight, And he literally is wearing a white suit, but he's got like a white, really tight white hood. It reminds me of like a red hood kind of. Or Grendel. Sorry. Um, Yeah. It's, it's like that. It's looks like almost like a ski mask, but it's really tight on his face. And, um, or Baron Zemo. And apparently it's, I haven't read this story yet, but I'm going to. And apparently like that's the, the best of Moon Knight is when he's like white suit. Moon Knight. Uh, Well, um, it, so I'm super excited about that. I'm going to get that, that means, read. Jerry. You better be looking on the lookout on eBay for your copy of Werewolf by Night number 32. I was looking it up already. And I saw some at Comic-Con. And, um, but, yeah. I, I was already looking it up. So Werewolf by Night number 32 is the first appearance of Moon Knight. Yeah. And a really cool storyline that they do. So once Moon Knight started his own run, it was like 1985, he got his own actual run and... I saw I had in my hands number one through like nine and I didn't buy them for some reason. <clears throat> but uh, because I, at the time I wasn't for sure that it was the actual number one of the original run. Anyway, um, I had in my hand. So at, at that original run where it starts number one, they give you the backstory obviously and everything. But at the end of that run, it's like, it's like uh, issue 24. They tie it back to, and they tell basically the same story of Werewolf by Night, number 32, and they tie it back yeah. on how that all happened. So there's a story that happens in Werewolf by Night, number 32. The same thing happens in number 24, but it's from the Moon Knight perspective uh, of what happened. And I think that's really neat that they would go back and do that to like solidify how the character got there to begin with. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, his powers like vary by the phases of the moon, right? Something like that. Um, no, the, there's an Egyptian God that controls him, but it's the moon God in Egypt. And I can't remember his name starts with a K. Okay. Um, he, so he ends up getting like beat up. He's in Egypt, I think at the time, and he ends up getting beat up, basically killed, uh, 
I think it was in Egypt, but he's at the statue, this Egyptian statue laying at the feet of him. And uh, he gets killed, but that statue brings him back to life. And now he's he's like um, whatever that Egyptian god is, his name, like reincarnated through Mark Spector okay. as Moon Knight. So he does get special powers from that uh, thing. And then uh, there's another storyline where um, that Egyptian god uh, has to try to he kind of like tells Mark Spector like, Hey, I'm still in control of you. So he lets him like die again and then brings him back to life and say, Hey, you need to start listening to me because I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. So he's kind of like being controlled, but, and that's, what's making him somewhat insane. Hmm. So he's being controlled. He can't let anybody know that he's moon Knight, obviously, and being controlled by an Egyptian cat. Um, so that's why he starts getting all these different personalities because he can go with the billionaire crowd, but he needs to get information from the lower people. That's why he's a taxi cab driver. So he can go in the bars and talk to people like normal and get information from them. Um, so he takes on these different personalities so that he can do his vigilante business better. So, uh, I've been a huge fan of the character for a long time over the course of the last 10 years. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted or tried to buy that copy, uh, the first appearance of Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night, 32. Um, but recently, in the last couple of years, I've I've wanted to buy that book in the $200 range, all right? Yeah. And now they're like $600 to $2,000. I was just going to look it up, and I was looking it up the other day. I found a copy for a really low-grade copy for 600 So the book's already taken off, unfortunately. Um, it's too bad because a lot of these a lot of these characters that are not making yeah, right. these shows on... I've been wanting to buy the first. I, I, as a collector, what I collect is first appearances, generally. So like um, Moon Knight's been one I've been after for a long time. I did get uh, Werewolf by Night um, number one. You did, um, which was a huge one that I've been wanting for a long time. Um, but um, She Hulk, you know, um, Taskmaster. I've always wanted Taskmaster number one. He's a villain. Now it's going to be worth a lot of money. So that's an annoying thing from a collector standpoint. Um, but anyway. Right, um, right now on uh, eBay, there's a Werewolf by Night graded at 9.0. Well, that's a ridiculously high grade. For $4,200. Yeah, I won't want anything that high. But but then there's another one right above it, first appearance. Uh, it's ready to go right, or there's two days left, but uh, there's six bids, and it's at 425 Yeah, well, it will be at 1000 Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? It's incredible that I've been looking at that book. I mean, it used to be a $100, $80 book 10 years ago when I was looking at it, and I didn't have $80 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, I mean, I had $80, but not to spend on a comic. Not to spend on a comic, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's that's super exciting that they're making that. I think everybody will enjoy that show. Yeah. It'll be a dark, dark show. It will. I'm so excited for that. Um, but since we're the Disney um, podcast now, I got more Disney news. <laughs> right, we, Disney news. Okay. Um, uh, this revolves around more that was at that D23 um, summit, um, if you call it that. Um, and it's Disney World news. One of my favorite places yeah, is Disney about, World. What about it? Um, and I've never been to Disneyland, but I'd like to go. Yep. Um, <clears throat> there was a big article on um, the new Star Wars land that's opening at Disney World right now. All right. Um, it's open right now to pass holders only. I think it opens up to the general public in September. Um, but one of their big things that they're saying is amazing about the Star Wars world is they've designed it to minimize wait time. So that's the bitch about Disney World is oh, wow. 
huge wait lines if you don't use your fast pass correctly and you don't know what you're doing, unlike yeah. me. Right. You are um, the best. But uh, in the Star Wars, they built it big enough that they're claiming that there will not be, it would be a rare occasion for there to be more than a 30 minute wait for any of these real high profile Star Wars rides. Really? I think there's two big rides in the Star Wars world. Um, on top of that, if the wait lines get over an hour, they're going to allow you to get a queue ticket where you can go walk around and come back at your allotted time. So, Well, that'd be pretty they're, slick. They're pumping this up and saying it's a big deal. Now, what they were referring to was that Universal released a Hagrid motorcycle ride in the Harry Potter world. Okay. 10-hour waits. Average. No way. And they're saying any ride that has a 10-hour wait, we consider it a failure. So I mean, you, I, I don't I necessarily... I don't necessarily call it a failure, it's but a failure. The, you can't spend an entire day waiting in line to no, go on one no, you two can't. minute long ride. That's the most obnoxious thing. So if that's true, that's amazing. Now, that's only a little bit of news. The real news on Disney is Disney World is that they have taken their so they've been in the process of rebuilding their old parks. Yeah. So they rebuild Animal Kingdom, they put Pandora there, it's amazing now. Okay. Um, they're doing a bunch of additions to uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, they're putting a big Tron roller coaster in that looks cool. Um, the newest one they've been working on is Hollywood Studios, where they added the Toy Story World, and now they've added Star Wars World. Okay. And that sorely needed a makeover. But the one that's kind of been left in the dust has been Epcot. Oh, so really? So Epcot's gotten very dated over the years. Uh, um, that makes sense. The World Showcase with all the countries is cool, and that's newer. Yeah. But the rest of it is severely boringly out of date it's still one of my favorite parks because it's big and open really? um, and it's pretty but they announced a massive entire cross the board relaunch of epcot um, it's going to take many many years they have broken it into four areas the world celebration world discovery world nature and the world showcase the world showcases the countries that's going to stay wow. the same but they're adding a bunch of new rides they're adding like a mary poppins ride in, in the uk some beauty and the beast stuff in france um, what's your what's the problem with the UK? Nothing. Oh, you're like in the UK. <laughs> um, so that's that's big there. But um, the big part is, oh, they're adding a new thing in Canada. They're adding some new China stuff. They're adding some new countries, but they're revamping the rest of the park, which is what it needed it. Um, they're redoing Spaceship Earth. To make it um, so, right now, in spa- have you ever been on Spaceship one, Earth? One time, yeah. You go on the slow ride up inside the globe in the pitch yes. black, and it's like 1980s, 70s yeah. animatronics, and like you get to the pinnacle, and it's it's a journey through the evolution of mankind. Yeah. So you start in like caveman days, and you end up in like modern days, and it's basically a guy on an Apple IIe. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's really out of date. So they're redoing that. Is, is it Ralph? It's going to remain a yeah. <laughs> it's going to remain a voyage through time, um, but it's going to be all revamped and, and way better. Yeah. Um, they're having a huge new pavilion in one of them. New night shows. Huge indoor Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, which they're building oh. right now. They've been building for a couple of years. Why would that be in Epcot? Um, it's in the space section. So they have one section that's kind of space, and they have mission. Um, Mission to Mars. to Mars, something like that. And they're updating that ride. That's got Gary Sinise in it. He's the main oh. guy in that. But they're updating that ride. It's really dated. Met him once. They took Ellen's Energy Adventure, which is like a 1980 Ellen ride. Are you kidding? And that's where they're making Guardians of the Galaxy. 
And a bunch of the pavilions in Epcot are just empty wow. right now. They're rebuilding them. So they're all going to have their various themes. But the other side of Epcot is all nature side. So they have the Finding Nemo Aquariums, which are really great. Okay. And they have the Land Pavilion, um, which is pretty out of date. So over there, they're adding a whole new Moana-inspired world. Oh, called, that uh, would be nice. Journey of Water. So that'll be cool. Um, they should consult me. <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, I could teach you. That's the one where you get on the boat and you and ride then, around through their greenhouses where they grow the fish and the really? vegetables. It's kind of cool. It's Aquaponics? Called, uh, yeah, it's called um, Living with the Land or something like that. <laughs> um, the Land Pavilion's new film, Awesome Planet. Uh, Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And then there's a whole nother section. Um, so basically, sorely needed. They're going to redo all of Epcot, and I can't wait. It's going to be great. Sounds really neat. I could like feel your excitement. That concludes our Disney news. Okay. Well, speaking of no more Disney news, but I'll talk about a Disney property called Netflix. Oh, before we get into Netflix, we forgot to shout out in the Wizard World section two of the creators. Okay. We were going to do that. I just saw it in my notes. Go for it. Dan from Something From Nothing Comics. Something From Nothing Comics, Has a yeah. cool looking book called Embodiment I bought. Um, yes. It's like an alien conspiracy theory time travel type thing. With a very interesting art style. Very, very interesting different. art style. It's cool. He, we got an interview with him on the on the video. Yes. So check that out. And then um, the semen sexology. We started talking about that Was that gay pirate romance. Yeah. That's ah, not really my cup of tea, but Francois Lafoutre. Lafoutre. La is the guy on that one. Anyway. We Go had ahead. an inter- interview with them, but uh, didn't put it up because it's just a little bit too risque. Risque. Okay, go on to your Netflix news. Netflix has a new show coming out, or it's a new movie coming out relatively soon, and they dropped a trailer for it. It's called El Camino, A Breaking Bad Story. Oh, yeah. So it's a Breaking Bad movie, um, and I think what I gathered from the trailer, I haven't looked it up. Like, uh, you can find descriptions of what everything's going to be about on the internet, but I'm just basing my own opinion on this. Um, I think it's going to be about just Jesse Pinkman and what he's been doing since, you know, the show ended. Um, where did the show leave him? Spoilers. He like disappeared. He was gone. So, uh, you know, Heisenberg took the fall for everything and sent him away. I believe. Packing. Or he like took off before it all happened on his own, maybe. But either way, um, he like disappeared. And uh, it, it, seem, it sounds interesting because there's this one guy that's being interrogated. And, you know, they're asked, they didn't, you don't hear him ask any questions, but the guy's like, why would I ever tell you where he's at? You kept him in a cage for so long doing what you guys wanted him to do. He's like, he's not coming back to be in your cage again. So it's obviously about Jesse Pinkman and him being gone, coming back, whatever he's doing. I don't know, but seems intriguing. I love Breaking Bad. Same showrunner? I didn't look. Creator? I didn't look. Uh, What's the guy's name? I can't remember his name. Vince Gilligan? Yeah. Gilligan? Gillian? Gilligan? Gillian? Something like that. Um, I'm in for it. I'll watch anything. Um, Yeah, for sure. But I got my Breaking Bad show, and it's called Better Call Saul. Oh, well, Breaking Bad's better. The best show tv i need to watch more of that i honestly only watched the very first episode and oh, that was it so good um next so I, this is sad news for okay. you for you for me yeah i feel bad it might be sad news for me too i just haven't watched any of the show yet 
Um, but Krypton has been canceled. What? By sci-fi. And oh my god, they're not bringing it back for season three, and they have canceled all hopes for a Lobo spinoff. That's terrible news. Yeah, and I don't know why they did this. What a great show. That's, um, that's sad. It's probably it's expensive. I'm sure. Yeah, it probably cost them a lot of money, and I bet you they're just gonna try to branch out into other things. But I bet you it made them a lot of money too. Mm. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think I don't the, think it. You don't hear anybody talk about that show. I thought it did well. I'm the only one that's like waving the banner of Krypton. I've heard others. Waving the Superman cape. I've heard others. Mark Bernard loved it. It's a great show. It's really good. Um, yeah, it seemed like it was really good, and it does look good. I just haven't had the time to sit down and watch it because everything else I need to watch. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a good one. Um, and that's that's it. That's all I got. The last did, one was Wiz- Wizard World happened, Yeah, which it did. We I did get um, some big news we haven't talked about. Okay. Did we talk about Kevin Smith's? Um, yeah, last episode. We did. Okay. I brought it up about Masters of the Universe. Kevin yeah, Smith. Kevin Smith rebooting Masters of the Universe. The one thing I did I don't get know wrong. know that we talked about it. We did. Absolutely. Um, but the one thing I did get wrong was that I said it was uh, just going to be an animated show, but it is going to be an anime. Yeah, by the same people that did uh, Castlevania. And see, I never watched that. I didn't. I watched the first episode. What's it look like? It's like the American anime style. Okay. Because I just. I don't like anime. It's not anime like... Um, I don't know how you're going to you do... You know how some of the Batman movies are like that anime style? Yes. It's like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do those characters like that. Look I up Castlevania right now and you'll get an idea. It's, feel it's like definitely not like a traditional Japanese anime style. Um, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, I don't even know that I would call it anime, really. Well, yeah, it's definitely anime. I don't know. I think it'll be cool. I'm, a, I'm in for it. We'll check it out. Yeah, it's definitely anime. I don't know. I, I, I've never been a huge anime guy. I never will be a huge anime guy. I am sometimes. Um, there's some amazing um, movies that are Japanese movies. Um, my One of my favorite movies of all time, in fact, is called uh, Princess Mononoke. Yes, I remember you And uh, it's one everybody needs to go watch. What I did recently find out that might interest you is that was a, a Japanese movie, right? Okay. So when it came to the U.S., it needed to be um, redone in English. Yeah. So um, they had to, the languages aren't such, I mean, you have to rewrite a script for a Japanese to an American movie. Yeah, yeah the um, whole thing. <laughs> the writer of that script for Princess Mononoke was none other than Neil Gaiman. Really? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Turns out we like him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically everything he's done. So check that one out. And I'm telling you, if you ever need a good book to read and it's short and quick to read, Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. I love it. Yeah. Check so, it out. So that's I, all I got for news, too. I have a bunch of what you're watching. Yeah, I've got uh, three things. Okay, go ahead. Oh, well, I didn't have to go first. I started uh, Glow Season 3. Oh, I... I need to put that on my what we're watching. We can talk about that. Oh, okay. I started it. I think I I only got like three episodes in so far out of eight. I, I got you one better. I finished it. Oh, okay, great. I was just watching it, and then it was it the was last like episode. Over. <laughs> it's that's only funny. like eight episodes. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. that's all it is. Eight episodes, and I watched the first three. It's, it's a really quick, good. A quick eight, folks. I mean, it is a fast because they're only twenty show. twenty minutes or twenty two minutes. Something. No, I, I thought they were an hour. No, they're thirty minute show. Oh. 
It's really good. This is my favorite season so far. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just in the first three episodes, it's it picked up a lot quicker. I feel like they found all of the characters and found how they need to be. I I don't know how to explain it better than that. Besides, like the writers found they found their footing. Yeah, with with these characters, I felt like it was a big buildup. Like the first season was just so much buildup about what you know glow was. Because it was a real thing, uh, obviously. And then season two just built upon that a little bit, like advancing the story. But now they're like in it. It's the and characters it felt, now. Yeah, it, it the, felt way better. In fact, the the glow and the wrestling is kind of a, it's a backdrop to a, a really strong character drama. Yes. And with really strong acting. Um, I did notice in this season a lot more nudity. Um. I, I mean, I've only been on, I've only seen three episodes and I guess I don't remember. There will be a lot more. <laughs> okay. I guess I didn't realize that. Not a um, problem. I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm just, I no. just, something that I noticed. Um, yeah, the first season had some, but the second season really didn't have any. Yeah, there's a lot. There's in some, one. but uh, Mark, I like Mark Maron a lot. He's a great actor. He's really good. And the first season I thought he was kind of annoying. Not, not necessarily annoying, but I just thought like, you know, does he have to be this disgruntled all the time yeah but then once i understood the character and just uh got to know him a little bit better holy cow that he's just mark maron's a really good actor and i like that character a lot i mean the standout for this season um mark maron's great but the real dynamite is uh chris lowell who plays um the producer of that show okay um really great allison brie is always great i feel like she's better less whiny in this season yes a lot more tolerable um, I like her Russian character too. I yeah. think it's really funny. Zoya. It reminds me of her being in Community. Did you ever watch the show Community? Oh, of course. I love oh, that man, show. It was such a great show. Um, was that filmed in front of a live studio audience or had a laugh track? No, no. It was a single camera. Okay, because I, re- I looked it up. I did look at yeah, that. Yeah, that would be um, one of my top of one of my favorite shows. It of all would time. have been in my top five. Yeah, for sure. Because that was such a funny show. Me and Nate uh, Pagoda. We watched that together all the time, and it was, I guess we watched the first, like, how many seasons were there? Five? A lot. There was quite a bit. That was Dan Harmon. And, yeah, I know, but he left the show for a little while because him and uh, Chevy Chase did not get along whatsoever. And then he went on to do... um, But he came back for the very last season. Does he do Rick and Morty? Um, Dan Harmon? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, he does. So he, yeah, he left after the fifth season... It had six and seven without him, and then season number eight was the last one, and he came back and did that. Yeah, boom! I remember. Anyway. So she's great in that. The girl that plays Debbie, um, Liberty Bell, she's good. Uh, yeah. But some of my favorite characters, um, Chris Lowell. I can't remember what's the name of the, his character. I don't remember. Um, he's really great in this season, um, as well as who plays his wife is Rhonda, and that's played by Kate Nash who's a singer from the UK. Yeah. I actually like her music quite a bit, but she's really, oh, really? good in this show. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that girl who plays Cherry Bang is really good. Oh, yeah. Really good this season. Oh, and then the girl, she is really great. The girl who plays the Wolf Girls has a great arc. You haven't got there yet. I haven't got there yet. She's got a great arc. Good. It's she's a great always season. been a little strange to me because there hasn't been much there besides she just dresses like a wolf all the time. That's all you get. I would say she's probably um, one of the main characters of the season going forward from where you're at right now. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. She's got a real solid arc. It does really good. Uh, there's another new character who plays a transvestite singer. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Who's uh, really good. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Whatever. But uh, he's pretty good in it. And um, uh, just it's it's the it's the supporting actors in the show that are so yeah. great. If you if you guys are looking for a show to watch, I suggest Glow. I, yeah. I really I've always liked it since it came out. I remember you had suggested it to me one time, and then six months later, I finally watched it and fell in love with it right away. I yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Um, the next one I had is another small show. Um, it hasn't been talked about much. I've seen it quite a few times, um, but it's another Netflix show. 30 minute episodes, 22 minute episodes, something like that. And it's called the end of the effing world. Oh, I talked about that before. Did you? Yeah. I thought you had. Yeah. I love that show, man. Is, is it, it interesting? season two yet? It's coming out. Uh, it's not out. It's not out it's yet. It's coming out soon, but that is such an interesting Remember, show. I couldn't it's a explain British show. It, it to you. Yeah. Well, the, well, the explanation is that there is a boy basically that, uh, doesn't necessarily like have feeling. You right. know, like he doesn't have any emotional feelings whatsoever. And in the beginning, he explains he stuck his hand in a, a deep fat fryer that his dad bought uh, just to feel something. And so his his hand is like scalded and burnt up. It, not not terrible, but I mean, you could tell. And uh, so then from that point, he started killing animals. And to just because he needed to do something. And that's what he started doing again like to feel something or to get any sort of pleasure in life he was killing animals and so then he decided in high school on a, after his 17th birthday he just turned 17 and he decided he was going to kill somebody yeah he was going to kill a person and on the basically on the day that he decided to kill a person this girl walks up to him and she is a bit of a loner she doesn't like crowds of people she I don't really know what her deal is yet because I haven't finished this season yet either. I've only watched, I think, three episodes again, or or maybe just two. Um, she doesn't really know her place. She's not happy. Her mom married a, a new guy. They had twins, and she's kind of forgotten. Um, her mom doesn't pay much attention to her. Her stepdad's really mean to her and basically told her, like, why don't you just run away? Like, just go away, and you could get away from all of this. And her mom doesn't stop any of the verbal abuse um from her stepdad so finally she's like screw it i'm i'm out of here and she has like a really strange like character that she's put on of of herself in public she's really abrasive and mean to people and does whatever she wants well then she walks up to uh the the main character the kid and uh you know just walks up to him and said i saw you skating he's like yeah it's like your shit. And then I can't remember what he said. Uh, but from there on out, they like were together all the time and they got this weird relationship where she just like kisses him all the time. And she says like sexual things to him, but they really have no idea what they're doing whatsoever. You can tell they're young, too young to be doing this stuff. And, uh, they just don't know what they're doing and they just follow each other around. His plan is to kill her. Like he's like, well, I guess she's the one I'm going to kill. So then she come. She was going to come over to his house one day to do something sexual. And he had like a knife underneath a pillow. And he was like waiting and like practicing on how he was going to make the movement and all this stuff. And then she decided like, let's run away. Like, let's leave. Let's steal your dad's car and let's leave. So they do. 
And he he walks outside. Oh, and this kid has always wanted to punch his dad in the face. So the day that they leave, he's walking outside. His dad's walking up. He punches his dad in the face. They steal the car and leave. They end up, you know, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I've only seen two or three episodes. Anyway, it seems very interesting. It is. It's not something I think I would run to to watch all the time. But if you definitely want something weird, yeah. Um, and a, a little bit different. That's why I like to, I like, um, it's so it feels different. different and I just, I like British shows. Yeah, I do too. I, I really do. And they have a different, um, sensibility to them. Yeah. There's a, like the whole undertone of the show I know is something else. Like there's something else. I, obviously they're probably going to, I don't know, find their connection and find their purpose with each other or through each other. They're going to find some sort of purpose in life through each other. Um, I don't know how that's going to happen yet. And you know, whatever, but a lot of it, it's, it's a very interesting show. I would suggest people watching it. If you've seen it on Netflix and flip by it, um, stop on it and just watch the first couple episodes. Then I guarantee you it'll change your mind. Yeah. Um, I have watched a bunch. Um, the main one I wanted to talk about was Batman hush which you were supposed to watch. Yeah, that's an animated movie episode. And I didn't watch it, but we did talk a little bit about it yeah. at uh We'll wait. Comic-Con. We'll wait. I'll and wait till next time. I've read things about it, but I haven't actually physically watched the movie yet and I apologize. Yeah. Um but I did watch a bunch of other stuff. I got on a um animated kick, DC animated kick. Okay. Um and I watched What did that. you what did you call it over the weekend? You said <laughs> I'm on a DC animated like revival or I something don't know. or renaissance or i don't know <laughs> I don't what know. you called it but i watched uh death of superman oh really um nice. it's on dc uh the dc universe app they've got so, so many such things a good, on there. good app um that was super good um not too much to go into in depth there but um it's just a fun good story um it's uh basically the death of superman yeah um, and that leads directly into the next movie, which is brand new, came out this year called Reign of the Supermen. And um, hmm. <clears throat> I remember this. I never read the comic, but I remember this because in the 90s, I believe, when this was a comic book run, they made it into a video game. They did? Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. And um, I played that video game all the time. I can't remember if it would have been on Nintendo or on Super Nintendo or something along those lines, but... Um, and it is basically in the death after it's a direct sequel to death of Superman. And Mm -hmm. in the wake of that, um, all these new Supermen come out. There's one that's like a cyborg. Um, there's one that I can't remember that what they call him, but he kind of looks just like Superman, but he's different. Um, there's one that's the cyborg. There's one that's Superboy. Oh yeah. Who's, uh, I mean, I won't give it away who he is but he's um, a super boy of course yeah where where he comes from but he's got an interesting story and then there's one that's this one that's like all steel and it actually is oh yeah steel steel um the character yeah and that's where he comes from out of the the reign of superman and it's kind of the battle of all these four supermen and then some of them are bad some of them are good sure in the wake of that, maybe the real Superman comes back. Maybe, maybe um, not. He might have long <laughs> hair and a beard and black clothes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it was a really good um, movie. I definitely recommend watching it if you like um, DC animated movies. The writer of that movie 
is one of the writers on Masters of the Universe, hired by Kevin Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a fun movie, though. There was a guy that we saw at uh, Wizard World <coughs> this weekend. He was in a uh, Superman suit, really nice Superman suit, but he had a beard. And uh, I told him that he kind of missed an opportunity to shave. He could have just shaved the beard off but left the mustache on there and then put some sort of like flesh colored tape or something over his mustache (laughs) and been the, you know, the, the super, uh, Superman from justice league Yeah, because they digitally like CGI a mustache off of, uh, Henry Cavill Yeah, because he was under like a contract for another movie. It was for reshoots. So they went back to do reshoots on that movie and, um, he had this, he was, already in another movie and he was contractually obligated to keep his mustache to keep a mustache so he had to so they cgi'd the mustache off of him that's why his face and lips look so stupid right in justice league and i told me he should have he should have been that i thought it would have been a really good character yeah but instead he had this full beard and you had told him he should have worn a black a suit. black suit yeah um so i watched that um and then i watched uh constantine city of demons which um, that's good was really good it was a little slow at first i didn't know if i was gonna like it that much but i really got into it it's definitely r-rated as r-rated as r-rated could possibly be it's r-rated really (laughs) even for an animated film oh my god it's r-rated wow it's graphically disturbingly violent um i'm gonna have to watch some of these demons are intense disgusting lots of dead bodies and no kidding this one demon has a swimming pool in his mansion so the whole idea here is uh constantine has to travel los angeles to um one of his friends um daughter got taken she's in a coma and her soul was stolen by a demon so he travels to los angeles to try she she was probably at an ikea to try And uh, they do, um, one of the characters in it is a Nightmare Nurse, which I didn't know about this character, but she's kind of watching over the comatose body of the girl while Constantine goes to try and retrieve her soul from this demon. And he quickly finds out that the demon basically stole her soul on purpose to get Constantine to come there to basically act as, to work for him. Oh. In, um, basically, in eliminating the competition. Because in Los Angeles, they have these competing demons. And it's an interesting premise because what they're doing is they're there because Los Angeles is the city of people willing to sell their souls yeah, for fame or and fortune. It's the city of angels. Yeah. And uh, that might be a character in this oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> Los Angeles herself might be a character. No kidding. Um, which was really interesting. That is interesting. But they got these competing demons that have basically set up like... Um, basically a soul collecting stations on earth and it like bolsters their position in hell. Wow. And, um, this one demon, the main demon has a swimming pool in his mansion that is full of dead bodies, gelatinous dead bodies that he (laughs) swims in. Oh my gosh. It's horrifying at points. Really? Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. That is wild. I mean, John Constantine, it's dark, in general, it's a dark, dark movie. It's a dark, dark book. It's a dark. He's like every time he's been involved in anything like with Swamp Thing or with uh, what else was he in? Um, he was with another thing. Uh, 
I can't remember now. But anyway, anytime he's involved, there is some crazy crap going yeah. on. So, I mean, I would say even the Superman movies um, were definitely more adult oriented, but um, they are you, more PG-13. Okay. So if you're looking for something a little more um, R-rated adult oriented and not comic booky, really, because uh, Constantine is it's hell and demons and angels and, and magic and. It's an interesting concept. So that was that was pretty good. I, I had to say it was disturbing, but I wanted to watch it. Um, another one that I started, I only watched one episode, is a new show on HBO called Righteous the what the Righteous Gemstones. I don't know this one. And it is, has John Goodman, and it has oh, what's the guy's name from Eastbound and Down? Oh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride, yeah. And the guy from he's in a lot of stuff, but he's in Workaholics. He's in Pitch Perfect. Um, he's a stand-up comic. Yeah, really popular right now. Yeah, I don't know his Adam name, but I know something. Who you're Adam about. something. Yeah. Um, and they're John Goodman's the dad, and they're the sons, and they have this mega church empire. Um, and they're oh yeah, I did see flying that. around on private jets, and they're all terrible people, obviously. And yeah, I saw a uh, trailer for that. Oh, it's so good! I watched the first episode and instantly fell in love with this show. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous it's really it's great it's gonna be a good one i'm only one episode in and what, already what's that on? it's on hbo oh it's on hbo okay yeah um and the last one i'm sorry i feel like i'm dumping these all because we haven't talked about anything in I two know. weeks uh i went to see the live action lion king in the movie theater brought the oh, kids to see okay. that um had been wanting to see that um but we had been putting it off putting it off finally uh my daughter's birthday we went she wanted to see it so we went and watched it she's a big lion king fan and a bit of a um, a bit of a controversial movie. The Lion King has been so far. Yeah, it's done very said, well because they said something about their mouths is weird. So the issue people are having is that the animals are animated, obviously computer animated, but they're photorealistic. Yeah. So they're not very. They're photorealistic animals. Aren't animals aren't great at convo- conveying emotion. emotion through their facial features? Because they don't. They don't. Um, which is definitely true and obvious and apparent when you're watching the movie, mm-hmm. but not in nearly as big as a, a fall as what people are making it out to be. Oh, really? You know, yeah, I guess. If you want to pick something apart, yeah, that's true. Um, it didn't bother you? It didn't bother me. Um, it's essentially the same story here. Um, I thought it was really do- well done. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I think it's worth watching. I don't know that you need to go to the movie theater to watch it, but it certainly is an achievement. Really? A monumental achievement. So this is what I was wondering. Gorgeous movie. Because I just, I don't think we need all of these older Disney movies redone again. Yeah. Me personally. Why? Um, Why? Exactly. Don't go see them then. Exactly. The old ones are still there. Well, I haven't. I haven't went to go see them. That's, I haven't went out of my way to go see them at all. And I don't know why people are. I, I mean, I, I'm in the bag for all of them. I thought the Jungle Book was not great. No, um, it was not good. I the, did see that. The Lion King, I thought was pretty good. Um, not nearly as good as the animated movie. Um, Aladdin, That's, I heard, was spectacular. See, and I heard people that didn't like it. Well, in any case, let me go back. on. I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but my point to it is, why not? Because it's unnecessary. Make new content. I want new things. I don't want I the same thing done over and over They're making again. new content, and they can do this. They can do all of it. There's an audience for it. I'm part of that audience. I'm in for it. I'll take it. I don't. The Beauty and the Beast movie was really good. But then again, I take that back because 
the live action Mulan that's coming out. Oh my god, it looks it amazing! Looks really, so good. they showed the trailer for that, and it looks. And first of all, the animated Mulan was never one of my favorites. I love it. I liked it. I never saw it until a couple of years ago. First off, oh really? Never saw it as I, I, it was a little too old when it came out. I agree. I I never saw it as a kid, and I've watched it probably fifteen times in the last five years. Yeah. And it's a good movie, but the I live like action it. one it looks like it's on a whole nother level. It does. And I, I do really enjoy It gives enjoy you more of what you want out yes. of that animated movie. Yes, I agree. The Lion King, on the other hand, is pretty much the same movie. What? I, there's a couple things. First of all, um, I don't know why you wouldn't probably just go get the all the original voice actors. Right. They got James Earl Jones to do uh, Mufasa. You have to. Which is great. Um, um, I don't remember who did Young Simba. That was fine. The adult Simba was Donald Glover. So that was one thing I liked. Okay. <clears throat> Even though they didn't get the original voice actors, totally fine because the voice actors they got were phenomenal. Oh, really? And that was a highlight, I think, of the movie. Um, Donald Glover, Simba was great. But um, I, I know they didn't get Jeremy Irons for That was one Scar. big mistake. And Scar, you kind of need. They needed to get him, and I don't know why they didn't. And that was the biggest complaint I had about this movie is one of the best songs in The Lion King is Be Prepared. Yes. And they didn't do it. They didn't do the song? They did it, but they did it as like a spoken word poem. It was like slam poetry. Mm, nope. So instead of singing the song, they did it like a poem. See, why, why do you need that? With like little parts of the music in the background. But to me, when that part came on, I go, why are you doing this? That is a phenomenal song, and he's a great voice. Yeah. So that was a total misstep on their part. Now, that being said, John Oliver was Zazu, fantastic. Um, um, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa was yeah. fantastic. I, I knew that Timon and Pumbaa Pumba were really good. Timon, um, okay. Timon was really good. Uh, Billy Eichner did Timon. I think he did a wonderful job. Okay. However, I think that's another one where you, you got to go get Nathan Lane. Yeah, you really do. I mean, but Seth Rogen blew it out of the park with Pumbaa. He's kind of similar to yeah. Pumbaa, like he, he the, the voice that was Pumbaa. Yeah. Um, I thought Beyonce was not great. Um, that was She was very weak. Um, she was Nala. She's not a great actress. No. Um, other than that, I thought it was fine. Um, I thought it was good. It was definitely not needing to go to the movie theaters other than the visuals were stunning. But, yeah. Okay. Um, no, it was good. But the big standout for me here would be The Righteous Gemstones. I think that's one to definitely check out. I've got one more. Oh, you got one more? Yeah, I did. You just kind of, you know, took over, so I let you. Um, yeah, I have one more that I watched. Uh, this was a while ago now. I haven't, I forgot to talk about it on the last show, but uh, we didn't have time. That's what it was. Uh, it is a little movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, you saw it? I did. And it's long because okay. it's Quentin Tarantino. I, I haven't seen it. I really want to see it. And it's very good. I The beginning is slow, but it's slow in somewhat of a good way because you really enjoy uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and you really enjoy... Um, What's the other big name guy? Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt. I couldn't think of it. Those two guys are amazing in this movie. And everything they do is amazing. Like, it, it's weird <gasps> to explain because it's a movie within a movie, basically. Because you're following 
these Hollywood actors. So there's one Hollywood actor in his stunt double. Leonardo DiCaprio is the Hollywood actor. Um, Brad Pitt is his stunt double, and he's always been his stunt double. Uh, Leo's been um, a famous cowboy, basically. He's done a lot of westerns. He's always been in the western circuit and done all these things. And then Brad Pitt's always been his stunt double, and has always done a lot of different things with him. Um, so, But they're like best friends. Well, uh, Leo loses his license. Uh, his char- I can't remember what his character's name is, but he loses his license because he likes to drink. And so his stunt double, Brad Pitt, just drives him around everywhere, drives him to set, and then uh, takes him home after work. Um, he gets a new job. Leo does, uh, gets a new job on a different film. And he's like, this is like going to be my break because he starts to lose it after a while. Like he's not being hired at things. He goes over to Italy and does like spaghetti Westerns over there and tries to make a name for himself, basically blows all of his money before he even gets home, um, with his new Italian wife. And when he gets home, he's like, I'm done for like, I, I, there's nothing I can do. One guy hires him in another movie and they literally have whole scenes of the movie that are being filmed as scenes in another movie. So you're watching him act as his character in another movie. It's, it's weird. And I didn't really think about it until after the movie was over. I was like, you're getting like multiple movies in one because you're watching them act stuff that they're, they're doing for the movie in the movie. It's so weird. And there's, it's a really good scene that finally Leo like does for this movie and he like nails it. He like finally nails it. Cause he screwed up a couple times and he finally nailed it. And it's, it's really fun to watch him do that scene in it. Cause he's like this bad guy. Um, he's like a bad guy cowboy, I guess. And it, it was really fun to watch the intensity in that one scene. It reminded me of him as his bad guy in uh, Django Unchained. Okay. And when he does this big monologue at the end of the table, uh, when they're all in the the house, anyway, uh, it's really good. But he does a really good job. And gosh, it's just really fun to watch. Well, the movie is is all leading up to what you like. Gosh, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. It's all leading up to a certain point, and the ending of this movie like just blew me away. Because it, it's like I said, it's long. As and, a three-hour movie, right? But at the end, you're like, holy shit, this is Quentin Tarantino right oh, here. God. Like, this ending is picturesque Quentin Tarantino. Would I call it, like, his best movie? No, I wouldn't. Would I call it, like, Which a good call... farewell uh, for him? Because uh, apparently he's, like, retired, right? Would you? What would you call his best movie? Um, To me... His best movie, probably either in Inglorious Bastards or or Django. Okay, I know you can get like older movies. Like everyone wants to say Pulp Fiction. I don't think that's his best movie. My favorite movie of his is, I believe, From Dusk Till Dawn. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that is a really good movie. But Inglorious mm. Bastards is up there. I really like. I like Django though. I really yeah, like that, Django. That would not even rate nearly even in the top five. Really? Me. No. Racist. 
<laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> I got to say it once. Um, yeah, so it was a good send-off, especially his, his love of Hollywood. Yeah. And then you could def- definitely tell. Um, because, it, you know, like Sharon Tate is a yeah is a character in here. And like the Mansons. This is my this is my big gripe about the movie is that I don't feel like uh, shoot I can't remember her name now either man I never remember anybody's names she was uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, Margot Robbie. Margot is it Robbie? Robbie, whatever. She's Sharon Tate, and she's got like two lines. She's in the movie a lot. She just never speaks. She's always like bobbing her head around and trying to be pretty. It was annoying. To me, I don't know if like it was obviously it was meant to be that way because right. that's the way she did it. But I don't know. It was a strange. She was a strange character. I think she was meant to be strange. Yeah. Well, I think she was strange. Was she yeah, in real life? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't really I don't really know the backstory. I know it's based on like Charles Manson and stuff like that. Okay. But I don't really know. Well, it's definitely I. It's definitely worth the watch. I'm glad I saw it. it it's long. You gotta, you gotta watch it. It's, I don't know. Did it's you a see Quentin Harley Tarantino Quinn movie. Smith in it? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's in a lot. No, not a ton, but she's. You will easily see her. She has like two lines. Okay. Is she good? I mean, no. it's it's no. She's not bad. It the role. Anybody she's like could an, have, almost an extra. Anybody could have done it. Yeah, she is basically an extra. But she does have, I think she says a few words in the in the show, and uh, it's not much. She doesn't say much. But she's like one of the Manson family people. Oh, okay. Like one of the, like how he had a camp. Yeah. Um, Like a horse camp or something, or ranch. And she's one of the ranch people hmm. that are basically brainwashed and just up there. And uh, she's one of those people, and she just seems strange, weird. She's got dark hair. Hmm. says a couple words and just kind of walks around well nothing big i need to check it out before it gets out of theaters you do i i don't know when that would be you need to go see it tomorrow oh speaking of things that are going on um this comes out tomorrow so sunday snarf talk road trip snarf talk road trip bristol renaissance fair be there or die (laughs) and um (laughs) we um may have a couple spots vacancies in our a van do we or we may not and if we don't you're gonna have to provide your own transportation <laughs> yeah, i don't think we do at the moment we have eight people but um yeah so we are going to the bristol renaissance fair for a day of delighting yeah uh fairing yeah fairing bristling Renaissance tobacco shops oh yeah drinking. pipe that pipe store i haven't been back to that pipe yeah. store in a long time probably drinking some uh mead they do have meat up there and regular fighting, beer. Eating Sword some turkey fighting. legs. Yeah. It's a good time, man. It is such a good and time. And I don't know if you've seen the weather forecast, but it's supposed to be like 75 degrees. Is it? All I didn't, day. I didn't. I meant to look it's at it. It's going to be beautiful. Good. Because the last time we went was pretty hot. Yeah. It was It's going to be super nice. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited about uh, some of our listeners coming with us because they get to experience yeah. for the first time. What we love. Yeah. Everything we love, you get to experience. The only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is everyone fitting in the van. I thought you said it fit everybody. I mean, it fits eight people, but you people are large. (laughs) Like you're, everyone's so much taller than me. Yeah. I don't know how everyone's leg room is going to be. Well, but whatever. 
I guess I can. You can drive, and I can always sit in the back because I figured the two largest people would sit in the f- two front seats. Well, whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Figure it out then. Take two vehicles. We'll figure it out. Whatever you want. To whatever do. we need to do. We'll make we it. We decided happen. not to go the bus route because it just. It was stressing me out, man. Yeah, it was a hassle, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, uh, it's expensive. Yeah, it is. You got to have 14 people Yeah. in order to make it. Like Which at one time expensive. we did, but people are dropping out. Like flies, like dead, dead flies. And they're also dead to me. Oh, well, there you go. Our <laughs> snarf, our snarf uh, uh, what do we call it? Snarf Madness champion. Oh yeah, is Alex? Dead. He's dead. Do you know? Was was talking a big game going on the Snarf Drag road trip? He was backed out of the last minute. Even even on this podcast, sitting dead right over here to me, Alex. Right, here, look over there. Right Can there. You? He oh. was there. He was sitting there. Now he's. You're pointing a different direction than me. Well, on screen I am, but it's still cameras the same are direction. backwards. It's difficult. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't get cameras. Well, I think we've reached the end of our journey here. We are at the end of our journey for episode 39 of Snarf Talk. Thank you for listening. I'm, I apologize that we were one day behind. Oh, um, by the way, guys, um, keep this in mind. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but um, we are going to switch the day we release. So we usually release on Thursdays. Yeah. We're either going to release on Fridays or Tuesdays. We're not sure yet. So either you're going to get an episode next your next episode next friday or it could be the following tuesday which would actually be a little more than a week but yeah well i think at this point since we're already doing it on a friday this week we could just keep it the same for next week and do it on a friday because i think we'll be able to record like nine times in between here and friday you know (laughs) all right you think yeah why not well, I'm going to hold you accountable. Snarf talk, road trip, and everything, and Labor Day weekend. We're going to re- record the entire way up there. I as... think we should do some video. Oh yes, we absolutely. I didn't even will. think about it. We'll do. How a... did you not think? We'll of do that? a YouTube video of the Snarf Talk road trip. Yeah, it's going to happen, guys. We're going to be YouTube sensations after like tomorrow or Saturday, yeah. something. Whenever you put out our first video, we're basically going to hit it big. Yeah, we will. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. See ya. I'm Jerry. I'm Chris. Peace.